All right, guys, today's movie, all about video games and the rise of the stardom of Frankie Muniz. What is your favorite video game of all time? Go, Mark. Uh, it's going to be Super Metroid. Mark it, player one first. Super uh, Metroid. Metroid was one of my first introductions into video games is when I saw Metroid on a Walmart kiosk in 1987. Ness or Super Metroid? Ness. Okay. So I fell in love with the franchise then, and then they perfected it when they made Super Metroid. And to me, it's one of the best video games of all time. Uh, the atmosphere, the music, just the feeling of dread throughout the games. It's its freaky, and it's all based on the uh, Aliens franchise. Speaking of dread, would you not think dread is better because of the graphics? and the, It's almost the same thing, right? It's a fantastic game. I actually would probably put Metroid Dread at number two. On a Switch. On yes, the Switch. on the Switch. Nintendo, get at us. Yeah, it, but the fact that I've been in love with Super Metroid for 20 plus years at this point, like it's just going to always have that top spot. Does your wife know about this? Yeah, she does actually. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> She's seen my Metroid uh, shelf. Shrine. Yes. I've Effigy. Got all kinds <laughs> it could be everything you want it to be. I've got a boxed copy of every game that they've released in that franchise. Wow. So, yeah, that's mine. All right, well, uh, I am less enthused about my own favorite game than Mark is. I don't have a box copy of every kind, but I'm going to cheat and go with the franchise because they're all the same game. That's fine. Uh, Civilization. <laughs> I've been playing, I mean, God, I don't even want to know how many hours, thousands. I've played thousands of hours over the last, I don't know, 25 years in Civilization. Isn't Civ just kind of like a Sim City for, but like with war people yeah okay so i like started with like civ 2 then civ 3 so on so forth uh up until right now civ 6 which you probably have hundreds of hours in. is that an immediate buy when they announce it absolutely or they just announced civ 7 so i'm like you know ready to buy it already already counting down the hours yeah, please sell me the same game again i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to continue the legacy i don't know what it is about it man but i fucking love that game People that love Civ love the fuck out of it, yeah. man. I just never played it, actually. Oh, it's so fun. Well, I think it's very, very fun. I feel like it's a love it or hate it game. If you don't like immediately like it, like in the first 10 or 15 turns, you're not going to like it. It doesn't change. But... Civ and QAnon, they like it no matter how dumb it is. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Garrett? Ah, uh, you know... I would definitely say franchise has got to be Street Fighter. Oh, to the sure. day I die, Street Fighter all the way. But I would probably say my favorite game of all time is Jet Set Radio Future. Yeah, great game. We haven't gotten a remake of that yet. We got the first one, Jet Set Radio, or Jet Grind Radio. If you're in the Americas. Yeah. I think they re-released as Jet Set. Though. They did. They yeah. did. When they re-released uh, for the, the the modern systems, the Jet Grind got changed back to Jet Set. So I think Future had better characters, had much like more like alive worlds. The graffiti, the music, the aesthetic, yeah. hit it everywhere. It's been a while, but we did touch on it in the past. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for something with an amazing soundtrack that still stands up 20 years later... Uh, Jet Set Radio Future and Jet Grind Radio. Fantastic. I've heard of these games before. What's it's on the Sega consoles. Oh. Um, and then it was released on the original Xbox. And I think it was a pack-in at one point, too. Yes. The Xbox One, the original OG brick of a system, right, uh, came prepackaged after a while with um, GT Moto and uh, Jet Set Radio Future. I was on a parallel path. I was a Nintendo kid you until the PlayStation Civ, 2. Yeah, and actually I was really was mostly a, a PC gamer. You're playing Mario Sunshine. Yeah, I did play that one. Using the water. What is that water gun called? I don't remember. Nah, I forget. Doesn't matter. The fluid pack or something. Is it called the Hyper Blaster? 
Well, no. you can get unlimited <laughs> ammo, but you want to drop it and beat the boss like God intended. Oh, I've got something to say about the Hyper Blaster. Yeah, you want to raw dog that boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're cutting in right there. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. Life is unfair. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark. You can join with Garrett and John. Fellas, we're back. How are we doing today? Pretty snazzy. 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 Yeah, I feel wow. snazzy. Yeah. Someone got a okay. thesaurus for a okay. birthday. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's true. Yeah. I was a like, word of the day calendar. <laughs> well, I don't know how I could fit. Yeah. Like crumulant in there. That's what the word of the day was. But so I went with snazzy. What was it? Crumulant. What does that mean? I don't know. I just made that up. Oh. Perfectly crumulant. I think that means fine. You could have fooled me. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that is a word. Listeners, get at us. What does crumulant mean? Siri, what does crumulant mean? I'm oh, sorry, I, I can't have, do that right I, I, now. No, I don't have Siri on my phone at all. That's what? Sweet. I don't turn that chick on, no. What oh. does crumulate mean? Does it mean shit? I got crumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're adding that to Webster. Call him up. Well, fellas, what have we been up to since last time? Watching a ton of horror movies. Yeah. A ton. Been working on a project and uh, been throwing them on in the background. Hmm. Rewatched Pet Cemetery remake. Yeah. Pretty decent. John Lithgow, fucking amazing actor. Still totally awesome. Uh, watched uh, Midsummer again. Tried to give that a, a third time just to see if it would click. Still a great film. Man, it is not for me. It just, you know, it's a good movie, but people making dumbass decisions that just are just absurd. I can't do it. Great movie. I'm excited for uh, Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Oster flick. That's soon, isn't it? That's like this month, I think. All right, good. Yeah, it looks wild. I'm really excited to see that one. Uh, watched Clown again. Recently got a bunch of uh, tight lock sealant stuck to my hands and had to cut it off with an X-Acto knife. My hands are on fire right now. Uh, so I decided to watch a movie about people ripping shit off their bodies. And everybody loves a clown. Yeah, it's true. Mm. They really do. Um, clown is still amazing. Like, if, if nothing good came out of this podcast, the fact that I found Clown through it definitely was, was awesome. We will tell everybody that'll listen. Go watch Clown, goddammit. It's true. Watched uh, Girls' Night Out. From Arrow Video, starring a, a young George Clooney as security guard of the high school. Fucking terrible movie. Oh, no, sorry. That's a different movie. I'm sorry. That's um, uh, Return to Horror High. My bad. Yes. I was going to yeah. say, I thought it was That's another Return one. Return to Horror High. I also yeah. watched Girls' Night Out, which is also new from Arrow Video. That one's about a guy in like a, a bear costume that has knife hands and stuff. It's a bear with knife hands. It's honestly, it's it's what you expect from Arrow Video for two bucks. But is um, this an old one? They just released it recently, but uh, it's an older film. Okay. And then I also watched Slaughter High because yesterday was April Fool's Day. Oh, you celebrate on your in your own terms. Everyone huh? everyone watches April Fool's Day. Fuck that noise. That's too on the nose. What was that his character's name? Oh, uh, shit. The I kid who dies in it. You put me on the spot, Mark. Well, it's been a while. But anyway, Slaughter High still holds up. That soundtrack, amazing. There's a bunch of cool trailers coming out for horror movies, too. Um, I, it just came out, but Malum, the big budget um, Last Shift remake. Mm -hmm. which looks exactly like the, the last shift, except uh, a little bit more big budget. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't know. I'm kind of worried that it's going to be a little bit over the top as opposed to the, the charm that last shift had. I'm going to check it out. It's, it has decent reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now, so why not? Yeah, that's cool. There's also The Boogeyman, which we saw the trailer for at the theater for Scream 6. We didn't talk about it yet, but man, that looks fucking terrifying. I hope it's good. 
The yeah. trailer got me. On a Stephen King plot, which, I mean, what isn't at this point? Yeah. It's true. I think he owns all horror now. Yeah, I believe mm-hmm. the king of horror. Yeah, so. <laughs> and there's some movie coming out starring Doug Bradley called Thorn, which looks gory as hell. Um, it was a bloody disgusting or fangoria. One of them had like an article about it. Looks pretty interesting. Um, so more Doug, please. More Doug, please. That's what I say. <laughs> okay, that's my motto. All right, I like it. That's what I've been up to. Really doing the work for the the grave talk here. Yeah, that's true. Because I didn't watch shit. I watched. Uh, oh, I rewatched the Evil Dead remake. Still mm-hmm. amazing, tremendous film. Is Leading it up wrong? for the next one or what? Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I guess. Sure. Let's say yes. <laughs> wow. Just, just do it on because. I just put it on. Yeah. I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. Super, super good. And, uh, and then I continued watching Terminator movies. I watched Terminator Genesis. I'd never seen it before. You poor, poor boy. Uh, Which one's Genesis? It's the one with uh, Khaleesi. It's bad. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. Uh, so. It's where Arnold Schwarzenegger goes back in time to protect Sarah Connor as a kid. Yeah. Oh. And then he's old Arnold now, and mm-hmm. there's two R. It's it's weird. And John Connor is a Terminator. Yeah, he's a T. Can we go one year without movies and having kids in it? Like that'd be amazing. The, everyone is an adult because it doesn't matter why. You said he, you, he young, goes back in time to see young Sarah Connor, but we don't see that. We part. don't watch that part. That's oh, just part. Okay. That's what happens. Yeah, it, it meets up in 1984, five, whenever the original Terminator is, okay. and it makes it you think like it's a Terminator remake, but then it takes a left turn and it's bananas and it's they not get you. They they just slide it right in there. Huh? It's the second worst Terminator. Wow. Yeah. That should be Terminator 2. Let's see what happens after you watch Dark Fate. I've already seen that one time. Oh, you have? Re-watch. Yeah, I think we went to see it together. Oh, did we? Yeah. It was bad. It was, but... <laughs> the memory on these it's two. It's tough to be... I mean, so Terminator 3 really is It's bad. awful, isn't it? So bad. The only reason there's anything worth talking about is this fucking bomb goes off at the end of it, and everybody's like, hey, it still happens. Yeah. You know, at least that's the thing. It's pretty- I liked uh, young John Connor. I thought that the actor who played that young John Connor character was pretty decent. Oh, yeah. I don't remember him being offensive. Was it Charlize Theron who was in that one? No. No, Claire Dane. Claire Dane. That's who it was. She was all right, too. Like, the actors were fine. The plot is just stupid. So... (laughs) What if it starred Justin Long instead? No. (laughs) Uh, And then it'd probably be better. Only if he's in Walrus form versus a Terminator. Now I'm in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... uh, (laughs) I don't think Dark... I have to rewatch it. I don't think Dark Faith is going to be worse than Genesis or T3, though. It's a step up, I think. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been up to. Terminator, stop it. Just yeah. stop it. Well, that's really the key takeaway, especially if you watch these in pretty short succession. Like, oh, they've just been remaking the same movie since Terminator 2. Yes. Right? Except worse. <laughs> right. They've never hit the heights. Yeah. So. It's James Cameron, man. Yeah, well, it wasn't until Dark Fate, but then he didn't know what to do with it either. So, because he lost, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know if we want to turn this into a Terminator <laughs> podcast, but I'm actually kind of want to go this rabbit hole just because I want to know how much you actually know about this and why you know this much about Terminator. Well, well. Because I bought the physical copies of one through six, so I feel every time I do that, I'm like, oh, I should watch them and watch the special features. So I know so much more than I need to know, okay. including the fact that in every one, James Cameron comes on and goes. This one is going to be really great. No, I'm a huge fan of it. And then it comes out and he goes, I was just kidding, y'all. That movie fucking sucks. Does uh, he really he does say that, that? Over and over again. He really? does that with Aliens, the Alien 2, like, um, 
like remake that he has like an intro where he's like, we recut aliens and honestly, this is the best way to do it. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like a little intro. I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the way of the camera. Like, just stay yeah. off the screen. Well, it'd be like in the making of, you know, like the promotional materials. Yeah, they always cut to him and he's like, I think this one really recaptures the spirit or whatever. And then you like look it up on Wikipedia and it'll be like, later James Cameron came out and said the movie was terrible. Well, that's because he got a paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Hey, say this one's good so people go see it. So, How long do you think before he does it with Avatar? So oh, who knows? Once he hands it off to somebody else. Yeah. James Cameron lost the rights to Terminator after T2. So three, oh. uh, Salvation and Genesis all were done without him. And then he got it back because the company that made Genesis went bankrupt because that movie fucking sucks. And he was able to <laughs> buy the rights back and then he made Dark Faith, but he let someone else direct it. Fate. Fate. You're right. Yeah. Dark Fate. Dark Fate. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good like subtitle for like an exorcism movie. Yeah, it would be, but instead it was a shitty Terminator movie. Well, maybe someday we'll do a Terminator retro Terminator <laughs> Terminator retrospective like we did Predator. Yeah. But that'll be down the way. Um, I went back and watched the 1988 The Blob. Ooh. First time I've seen it this century. That's the first time I was in color, right? Yeah, the, there was the original was black and white. Yeah. yeah, this movie goes fucking hard, dude. I forgot how violent and amazing the kills are. Oh yeah, it's rough, dude. Okay. You have to go watch and I, like we're putting it on the list. There's okay. no question the blob's gonna happen. I was in the mood for another one of them meteorites crash into Earth and then the town gets you know devastated by some organism. And I was like, I can kind of remember some moments of the blob. I'm impressed. That movie holds up, and the soundtrack is great. The cast does really well. Um, totally recommend. If you haven't seen The Blob in a long time, don't sleep on it. I'm excited that you remembered how good The Blob is by seeing it recently, because that yeah. movie like is amazing. Like, when I saw it even when I was young, I was like, this is insanely awesome, and like I've never forgotten how cool that was. It is better than it has any right yes. to be. Yes. And you want to know who worked on this movie? Do tell. Frank Darabont, the guy that did The Mist, the guy that did Green Mile, oh. the guy that did Shawshank Redemption. Is he, that how you came back around to this? No, I just like had it in my queue forever. Okay. And I was okay. like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll do you, Blob. And I was like, holy shit, Blob's amazing. Well, now I'm in. Yeah, go check it out. Listeners, watch the Blob. Anyway, today we're going to talk about Stay Alive from 2006. This one comes as a listener request to us from Kendra. She said, I would love it if you guys would watch and discuss Stay Alive from 2006. Is now, that, Is that what she said? <laughs> I'd love if you watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, something along those and lines. And we did. Like we said, we're happy to do any listener requests. Kendra, I don't mm, know. Let me pull that back there, John. Mark. Or Mark, whoever Ooh. you are. <laughs> Look, okay, you got me all fucked up when you said that. Okay. Look, we are happy to entertain the idea of videoing any listener requests. Let's just get this out the gate. If y'all recommend some shit-ass movies, we may not do them. That's obviously not true, because we just did Stay Alive. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. this movie. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's get into it. Kendra, if you like this one, I'm sorry. We're probably going to butcher it, but I think you know it's kind of bad. <laughs> Kendra, Kendra, I got your back on this one. I love this flick. Okay, that makes one of us. Well, this one was directed by William Brent Bell. He is the brain guy behind The Boy and Bram's The Boy 2. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, The Boy was actually pretty interesting. Bram's The Boy 2. Uh... <laughs> you, <laughs> you, trailed, you trailed off is there, John. Back of the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they could have. Uh, let's talk about The Boy. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen either, so I can't say. Okay. I've seen both. And I can tell you, The Boy is based off the Robert the Doll story. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty decent for what it is. Brahms The Boy 2, not good. No. They try to make it more like the Robert the Doll story, but it's not good. Okay. They're like, what if we had the same idea, but just did it again? <laughs> and worse. 
<laughs> this one stars John Foster as Hutch, Samir Armstrong as Abigail, Frankie Munez as Swink. What I thought his name was Swank the whole time. I, I thought did it was too. Swank. Yeah. It's Swink. Swink. Which isn't even a name. Like a sexy twink. Are these his like... Is that <laughs> offensive? Am I going to get canceled for that? Maybe. I don't know. I apologize for any of my sexy twinks out there. Just prepare your statement in advance. Yeah. That's cool. It'll happen someday. Are these... They're gamer tents? We, we recommend every, everybody can listen to the podcast though. We don't care what you are. Yeah, we're it's big true. tent. Unless yeah, you're yeah. Nazi. Fuck you if you're a Nazi. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. true. Fuck Nazis. None of y'all. Uh, so is Swink, do you think, his gamer tag or his real name? Oh, great question, John. If it was his gamer tag, it'd be Swink420. That's I true. don't think so. He wasn't a big weed dude. He was Swink like the nerdy. Swink69. Yeah, he was more of like a math nerd, so it'd be yeah. like... Yeah. Frankie Munez of You're Not the Boss of Me, Malcolm in the Middle fame, yeah. and Agent Cody Banks. And Samara from the OC, the chick you named right before. Yeah. Not a big character stretch for Frankie Munez, though. To just play a gamer nerd instead of a regular nerd. This movie premiered before the last episode of Malcolm in the Middle. What? Yeah. I just really, barely. I thought this not Malcolm in the Middle ended in the 90s. I had no well, idea it went all the way to 2006. When do you think it started airing, John? I have no idea. I thought it's like, got 90, like a ton, It's got like a five, ton of seasons. 96? 96. Malcolm in the Middle aired in 2000. Whoa. Turn of the century, sir. All right. Well, shows what I know. Look, time back then is very fuzzy. Jimmy Simpson is Phineas. Wendell Pierce is Detective Thibodeau. Milo Ventimiglia as Loomis Crowley. Sophia Bush is October. Adam Goldberg as Miller Banks. Gangster. Love that guy. He's the star of Hebrew Hammer. And Billy Slaughter as the other cop, Rex. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, as if it's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Can only go down. 10% with the critics. Pretty low. That's pretty low. Can it go lower? Mm, maybe if we submit a review. <laughs> 55% with the audience, and that's at 100,000 plus reviews. Wait. A, that's fi accurate. 55% of people liked this movie? Apparently. Yep. Wow. Were they high? <laughs> Must have been. Had to have been. Yeah. Maybe a quarter of them. <laughs> Maybe a quarter of them. Bunch of OC stands. Bunch of Malcolm in the Middle stands. I get it. Take an edible and watch this. Why not? The Frankie Muniz fan club went to see it on opening night. You know. Oh, the Musenites, of course. <laughs> the Musenites. God. <laughs> All right, I got a DVD here. Unfortunately, this is for the unrated version. I couldn't find a DVD for the theatrical cut. They probably didn't release it. They were like, you know what? Let's just bury this one. But my favorite part of this whole DVD is at the top is we got a knife with some X's telling you what's in this movie. We've got violence, gore, sexuality, or I'm sorry, sex and nudity. Eh. Was there nudity? Like in a bear? You saw like a side boob? Okay, I was like, I saw a side boob, but I wouldn't call that nudity. Yeah. That's a barely X from me on that, too. Yeah. Uh, but, a yeah. barely X. No. Boom. Profanity and drug use. Not in the theatrical version. Well, they smoked weed. Did they? He, took, so he takes a rip off that bong. Remember when you, everybody uh, thought he was dead on the table and oh, he sat up and he was hitting yeah. a bong? That's right, with his Alienware computer. I'm ripping this sweet bong, bro. Who rips a bong? Whatever, it doesn't matter. It was for the scene. Yeah. That was such a weird way to do it. Let me just bend over at the waist. Because well, when you lift forehead. your head, you get that head rush at the same time. Oh, I guess I just Intensify didn't know. your high, dog. Didn't know about that. Never heard Snoop that. Snoop Dogg does. It's like using a Snoop, belt when you... Uh, oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Here's what the back of the DVD has to say about Stay Alive. The blood runs deep in this unrated director's cut of Stay Alive, which we didn't see. Mm -mm. The mind-bending thriller about a killer video game. 
mind-bending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like, wow, how can a movie be so mediocre? Jesus Christ. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. I'm really piling on. <laughs> Pile it on, baby. That bullshit they kept saying, whatever reality... That they oh, perceptual reality. Perceptual reality. Bullshit. Like, I think they thought that was way deeper than it is. It sounded like my mom telling me not to play video games. You're going to get <laughs> confused <laughs> with reality. Like, all right, calm down. What is blocky graphics and what is real? I yeah. don't know anymore. The real world and the game world gruesomely collide with a group of friends. Play Stay Alive. Ooh, alliteration. I like it. Mm-hmm. A mysterious underground video game. That sounds so fucking dumb when you say it like that. <laughs> Yo, bro, you got an Xbox. I got an underground game for you to check out. A mysterious underground video game that kills the gamer who characters dies in play. In a death-defying race against time, the survivors must solve the mystery of the game while desperately trying to stay alive. More spine-chilling gore, no, and action, plus all new never before seen material, which we didn't see. Yeah. Still not seen. <laughs> Including a new character subplot. What? <laughs> Push this version way over the edge than what could be seen in theaters. Yeah. I bet it does. It was 2006 though. So the bar was set pretty low back then. So the original cut we saw was 85 minutes, I believe. And this one stretches it over 146 minutes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Take that Schindler's list. <laughs> what is this? The extended Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, we're looking at, and you have my Xbox controller. <laughs> <laughs> that so good. A hundred minutes is the uh, unrated cut. So they put a whole character subplot in 12 minutes. Apparently. <laughs> Must have been a really good subplot. What character is it? Yeah, who is missing a subplot? Oh, all of them. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe oh it, God, oh. maybe, maybe, maybe the Adam, maybe the, uh, the boss, the boss. Yeah. Him playing Silent Hill four. They cut all that out. The only extra 12 minutes I want to be stuffed into here is to tell me what the fuck that GameStop manager guy was all about. Oh, imagine if he was involved. The subplot is that he actually made the game. Let me guess. Your wife and kids are driving you nuts. Yeah, will something take the edge off? Some of the high frag count, I presume. Do I look 12, man? I take it you don't play, then. Okay, I was about to say, That's... did we ever find out who made the game? Because I, I no. have notes asking, like, did we ever find that information? I assume the ghost lady made the goddamn no, game she, and she, put she it out herself. Coding school. <laughs> she doesn't know how to code. Yeah, no, it's Tweak from GameStop. He made. That's how he got the final version for the PlayStation. He's like, oh. I'm going to need to recompile this shit now. See? He's beta testing it. Yeah. That's the missing plot we need. Well, fellas, what do we think of 2006's Stay Alive? You guys dug it, right? Oh, Did I was a huge fan. So much so. Uh, no, I didn't really like it, but um, I was also very tired when I watched this, so my bar for uh, bullshit might have been very <laughs> low at the moment. I uh, also did not like it. I was not tired, but... It wasn't like the worst movie we've done. Oh, that well, that's sure. one here. Here we go, John. I would say that too. We've done far worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No one's arguing it's not like there's the best some we've done. scenes that were okay, but for the most part, I felt like as if somebody described gaming culture to somebody else. And they're like, oh, I think I can make a movie about this. And they like Googled, you know, like uh, uh, like Urban Dictionary, and that was all they was needed. Was Urban Dictionary around back then? In 2006, yeah, I think so. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I've used I used it back then, uh, and they were like, they were just like you know they went to like a something awful forum. Mom, what is a thought? No, yeah, <laughs> and read about gamers from there. This feels like a something awful. Like oh, I went there one time, and now yeah. I know what this is about. Exactly. So I just. I mean, by 2006, gaming wasn't as mainstream as it was now, but it wasn't like an unheard of thing that people were like, gamers, how, man, they're so weird. It was 
pretty pretty mainstream. I was alive back then. I remember. Jesus. <laughs> Old man rants on radio. Yeah. To me, this film makes you think that they think gamers are just horny pieces of shit. Yes. Who, Have you met gamers? I mean, yeah. they're Most horny. Most of them are, but not necessarily pieces of shit. At the time, let's not let's not pretend like gamers back then weren't. Uh, a very questionable subplot. I a mean, subgroup of in 2005, I think we were well more mainstream mm-hmm. at the point than being uh, Xbox. See, I'm going to I'm going to pull it back a little bit. 2006. As someone who's who worked at a store, a Toys R Us to be exact, at the launch of the PS2. Let me tell you, there was a very questionable people who were buying a PS2. Now, eventually, the PlayStation 2 actually was what uh, got a lot of people into gaming because um, mm-hmm. it doubled as a Blu-ray player. DVD. Now, DVD. DVD. I'm sorry. God, really? PS3 mm-hmm. was Fuck, I'm old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, as a DVD player that was affordable as opposed to most, which were like three, four hundred bucks. But um, it was there was still some. I mean, not everyone was a piece of shit, but there was a lot of weirdo fucking people that were into gaming back then. But 2006, when this movie came out, we're talking like peak World of Warcraft popularity, right? So tens of millions of people were playing WoW. Uh, what else was going on in 2006? Trying to remember, right? God of War had already been out by then. No, that was very what? popular. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking a lot of mainstream franchises were very popular in 2006. Look, the goth chick played video games. She was like cool. Um, October. Adam. The or what's the guy's name? The the boss guy. He was a CEO executive guy who played gaming or whatever. So Poorly, I mean, yeah. Uh, okay, wow, judgy. <laughs> Coming from the worst video gamer. I think. This I think this you don't want him very, on your team, do you? I think this movie had a very good subset of like different characters of you know like a wide variety of uh, personality types. Yeah, God of War came out in two thousand. I would say only only the stoner guy and. Um, Swink, Frankie Muniz's character, were the only ones that were kind of even weird. And even then, not even that weird. Oh, Twilight Princess was in 2006, which I don't means know what the, the Twilight Princess. The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. I don't even remember that game. It was the Wii one, which oh. means the Wii was out. So the Wii was a huge fucking hit in 2006. So when did the Xbox come out? Yeah, early 2000s. 2001, 2002. When did 360 come out? 2006. So wait, so wait, the 360 is out and they're still putting out games on PS2? When did the PS3 well, PS2? come out? Well, okay, let, we need to rein it back a little bit before we get all mad at this. This was one of the last movies shot in Louis, New Orleans before Katrina hit. Oof. Katrina was in 2005. PlayStation 2 and Xbox 360 overlapped. PlayStation 3 yeah. and Xbox One were okay, the com- okay. compatriots. November 22nd, 2005 is when the Xbox 360 came out. Yeah. Okay. To be so exact. these were out. Okay. Elder yeah. Scrolls 4, Gears of War. Oh, Guitar Hero? Take me back to 2006, bro. I fucking loved Guitar Hero. <laughs> anyway, uh, you just come over. <laughs> I got it still if you want to come play it. No, I you really, got to play in 2006. I liked this movie. I thought it was actually really fun. It was stupid in all the right ways. Uh, the plot was batshit stupid. That uh, was bananas. But I, I really enjoyed the characters. I thought it was well-paced. I, I really like some of the dumbass, <laughs> the dumbass dialogue. It definitely was written by an old man who basically listened to their kids gaming and was like, yeah, I got this. But also not really, because I remember voice chat back then and there was not enough homophobic, racist ranting. What in clown? Uh, that little kid's talking with his buddies uh, while they're playing the game. Yeah. They're like talking mad shit. Like, I'll fucking kill you, bitch. And it's like, there you go. That very That's realistic. someone who yeah. actually got on some Xbox with a kid. But OK, so if the 360 was out in the late 05, do you think we've already hit peak racism from little kids? kids on the internet that's where do you think think racism ever went away (laughs) i I always associate that with the xbox live 360 era i think this is where it's going to crest this is the peak right now. i think it always existed i think you just gave an easier way to distribute it like when does call of duty really hit it that i think is peak 
the Xbox Live nonsense. Call of Duty 2 was a release game on the 360, so I believe. We're, yeah, we're about to hit it. Okay. These poor 2006 people, they don't know what's coming. <laughs> the wave of, in, of just uh, homophobia that's coming their way. Anyway, well, gaming's awesome. No. Yeah. Now, I mean, we've come a long way. Stay Alive is rad. I spent 17 bucks on this movie because you could not rent it on iTunes, and I couldn't figure out how to find it for rent on Amazon or Hulu. So I own this movie for eighteen dollars, well, seventeen ninety nine to be exact. Save you some time in the future. I don't think you can rent movies on Hulu. So if you're looking for ways to rent on Hulu, oh, okay. you're well, maybe, off the mark, bro. Maybe that's one reason I couldn't find it on Hulu. But yeah, I I, I know it's available for rent somewhere, but I Amazon. could not I could not find it properly. So I'm glad you enjoy your purchase. But so I, I will loop back around and watch this film and give you guys a status update a year from now. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't think this movie hits anywhere near so bad it's good. Mm-mm. I think oh, it's just so bad it's bad. The dialogue, the character, everyone's swinging for the fences. The only one who's not actually like doing a really fun swing job. it, dude. This is some of the poorliest acted movie I've seen in a hey, long time. Hey, you can swing for the fences. Doesn't mean you have to hit the ball, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay? so many strikeouts. A lot of people strike out swinging okay, for the fences. That's fair. If I said going over the fences, that'd be different. So the what's the basic concept behind this, right? Our our group is going to find a video game. An boy meets girl. Girl falls in love. They elope. Families hate each other. Wait, that's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's yeah. totally something else. Oh, shit. But, Come across an underground video game. Dun dun dun. Which when you die in the game, you die in real life, but not like instantly. You don't have a heart attack. Whatever happens in the game happens attack. and to you. So if you get stabbed in the game, you're getting stabbed. If your head gets ripped open, your head's getting fucking ripped open. Uh, and if you just happen to be around, you also get killed. So like those poor people, roommates. Did no. we want to mention that this is a stay alive production? Oh, I loved that. I was like, God, you uh, know. Stay Alive production presents Stay Alive. And I was like, hmm, interesting choice. There was many, many production houses in the front of this. And I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> when, the first, when, the, when the movie first opens up, you fly into this like CG mansion slash like courtyard area. And I thought that was one of the dumbass production logos. Me too. Like, it was all like you know, big house productions. And I was like, oh, what is it? And then it like started. I was like, oh, we're in the movie. I was like, When's the logo coming? I knew we were in trouble when I heard the same screaming sound effect four times in 30 minutes. Every jump scare, they do the same woman's screaming sound effect. Yes. Just to really like drive it home. It's like, oh no, somebody bought this somewhere and they're like, I'm getting my money's worth. It came on one of those hundred (laughs) sound CD pack, royalty free uh, sound effects. When you got your first DVD ROM player, it came with the sample pack of all the sounds. It was a clip on there. Exactly. Also the controller rumble sound, which plays nonstop in the movie. It sounds like a didgeridoo. It sounds like a, a, a pager left on a table. So this dude's playing that stay alive. We, we don't realize what it is. He, he's walking to this house. So it's a bunch of CG graphics. They were really proud of their CG. And I think at the time, this was pretty decent CG. I got no complaints about the graphics. No. And the lighting effects for this are probably way more in advance than anything in 05 could have done. Yeah. In the game? Or? Yes, in the okay, game. Okay. I was going to say, the lighting effects in this movie, like the, the lighting of this movie was really poor. I'm not, oh, I'm not no. Trying, I'm not trying to dogpile on like people's like, because I, I got to respect anyone who makes a movie and puts it out there. But like some of the choices they're doing, like oranges and blues in the same shot. And I was like, oh, God, you guys have got to learn to fucking <laughs> color balance. Who was ever in charge of the lighting did a poor job. But the lighting inside the video game, I was like, this is actually way more advanced than like a PS2 could handle. Oh, definitely. You know? Yeah. So that's where my started questions. Like, what are they playing on? Because first off, I would have played something similar to this, but not to this technical level. Well, they're level. on PC. The whole movie, they're on PC until the 
very end, they put it on PS2 to show that it's like mass distribution. No, because when they get all, well, you know, it doesn't even matter. But the logistics of the scene that's coming where they all play the game, I don't understand how that Oh, happens. you mean five person split screen? Yes. <laughs> but also one person over the internet, but they only have one disc of the game. Oh shit, I didn't think about that. Yeah, no. There John's is only right. one disc of the game. Yeah. So whatever. Look, I do not need you putting plot holes in this <laughs> leaky ass boat. All right. <laughs> yeah. They never actually show the setup, right? They've no. got five players on one computer on one screen and we split screen in five well, ways. Alienware computer. Uh, Stoner guy guys has got his PC at his house. That's yeah. what they played on originally. Yeah. But Adam, they never show you the screen. What is Adam Goldberg's character's name? Cause I'm gonna keep calling him Adam the whole movie. Um, boss man's playing on his work computer. Miller Miller, which I don't think you'd be allowed to do. I mean, maybe he is like high up. He can do whatever the fuck he, he seemed wants. like he was the boss of the whole it thing. Also, right? Yeah. It kind of depends on how strict the IT people are, right? Like, uh, you know, depending on Did you job. think that um, at one point over voice chat, Frankie Muniz was like, you're not the boss of me. Oh, he should have. God damn it. Amazing. I would have immediately <laughs> given this movie half a star like more. He yells at boss man over the, the mic or something like that. Oh, or later in the movie when he when we see him come back at the very, very end. Oh, he's got attacked by the lady. Yeah. And that's or how he, he gets him out. That's his one liner. Mm. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Well, anyway, let's get back to stay alive. A far so, superior so product he, than. Malcolm goes in the middle. Malcolm oh, goes whoa. to the middle. Whoa. whoa. Malcolm was in the middle. Not even a goddamn close. Yeah. Are you crazy? I enjoyed this so much more than I enjoy like fucking sitcom TV. So anyway. uh, I'm sorry. Brian Cranston at one of his peak roles, man. So good. Everyone in that show. Let me get me. I got to center myself. <laughs> all right. All right. Pull it back in, John. You You're shook good. him. Yeah. Never. Got <laughs> to my, his core. I think I bust a blood vessel in my eye. <laughs> so in the game, the, the character, I don't, do we even ever learn his name? He's like only in this. They, first they five mention minutes. it because they go to his funeral and they talk yeah. about him a couple times, but no one remembers what it is. So fuck it. Yeah. So this guy, he dies in the game by falling off a balcony and he gets hung, hanged. Hung. His hung. name is Loomis Crowley. Lo oh. Mr. Crowley. That's Loomis. That's Loomis. They kept saying Loomis. I didn't know who the fuck they were talking about. You know, about. these are all references to of uh, horror names. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's the, just like Samantha Carpenter. I get it. When did Hatchet come out? Is that a reference to Victor Crowley, do you think? That was like, no. No. Okay. That, would, that would have been a few years, like 09 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, only of note is that the guy Milo, he was in Heroes and he was in um, that sad NBC show. Where he dies, he's the dad. Malcolm in the middle? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sad NBC show where he dies? It's not Modern Family, but it's like the one that came after that. Anyway, anyway, let's stop talking about sitcom TV. Anyway, so we see the dude die in the video game. He gets hung by falling over the balcony. Yeah. And uh, he runs upstairs to go tell his buddy that he died in game. And uh, he opens the door and his buddy is fucking his girlfriend or a random chick um, with a giant pig mask yeah, on. What the fuck was that? Look, that's called role play, John. Some couples, to spice things up, We'll do weird ass shit. All right. Well, I don't get the pig mask thing, yeah, but you know, what, I'm not going to kink shame on the no, podcast. I'm not here. It just seems weird for this movie. I was like, did we just like walk into the, like a, a snuff film? Yeah. <laughs> this is us. Yeah. It's weird. No, that's the name oh, of the show. show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever Milo's you're in. talking about. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Seventh heaven. Look, man, it's instant. It's, it's uh, what is it? Yes, and I was just yes anding you. I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. Sure. Yeah. No. In the unrated version of this scene, uh, the couple goes, "We need to get you a girlfriend. Would you like to just sit and watch?" What? Really? Why? What? Okay, whatever. You know <laughs> what? Why, John? Because voyeurism's a thing. Yeah, but he's really excited about playing his video game. He's not, here, he's not here to see people fuck with a pig mask. He's here to 
go play Stay Alive. Well, he's dead now, so well, he can't. He's not dead yet. He's well, about the to game be dead. He is in the game. He died. That's true. So anyway, he doesn't want to stay and watch because they never offer it in the uh, the theatrical version. Oh, and he calls his friend, who becomes the main character, Hutch. Hutch, and he's like, "Hey, come over and play Stay Alive with me." And Hutch is like, uh, "I can't." Uh, and now he feels guilty. I got shit to do, bro. Yeah. So like, get lost. Go watch your roommates. Fuck. Why don't you describe the game Stay Alive? Stay Alive is a first person slash third person slash whatever this game needs. <laughs> slash Civ. Yeah, kind of. Sometimes it's like a horror uh, game where you're like creeping and crawling and exploring like a la Resident Evil or Silent Hill. But then other times it's like a action game like a Left 4 Dead or something where you're mowing down these like zombie children, I guess. I don't know what they were. They mm-hmm. were like spirit zombie children. Demon girls. Demon girls. And you're just trying to stay alive. And later we learn there's like some... Uh, Whoa, I just got that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> well, don't worry. They'll tell you five more times. Uh, later, then later we discover there's a, a game mechanic with roses because demons hate roses. Uh, so you also got to manage your rose supply. Mm. Well, that that's, yeah, You it's like a save, save spot. It like yeah. gets away all the, the, the darkness around you or stuff like that. And the main baddie of this place is Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, and she hates mirrors. Yeah, well, that's actually true to like the the mythos, the, the Elizabeth Bathory thing. Hmm, all right. Ready for story time? Please. The original Elizabeth Bathory is based on a Hungarian woman called Elizabeth Bathory. Battery? So, <laughs> you don't say the H over there. Battery! Um, she was a well-to-do landowner in Hungary, Hungary, <laughs> in Hungary, where she was accused of torturing and killing hundreds of girls and women between 1590 and 1610. Although people now think it was all bullshit mm-hmm. and it was the opposition. Like, she was uh, Protestant and the Catholicism groups wanted to get her out of power, that kind of that thing. That doesn't seem like a church group to spread lies to get their way. You're right. It's never happened. Yeah. Okay. Get that blasphemy out of here. So uh, she's also been uh, considered to have perhaps been an influence on the original Dracula story. But that can't be confirmed nor denied. So what is she doing in New Orleans? That's what the movie wanted to do. Okay, relocate. Prices (laughs) in Hungary just got crazy. And so, you know, she's like, I can't deal with this bullshit. Fair enough. This defamation. I'm out of here. They didn't have defamation lawsuits back then. But of course, you know how things get out of hand. There are all these vampiric tales about her that came about. She bathes in virgin blood. Yeah, she basically killed virgins, bathed in their blood, drank it to basically keep her youth and stuff like that because she was getting old and she was vain about it. Hey, Mark was talking to me about Diablo 2 off mic here earlier. I think there's a boss like that in Diablo 2. <gasps> no, mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. I didn't know it was based on anybody, though. I just thought yeah. it was Blizzard being Blizzard. Hmm. So her servants were executed, and she was banished and had to live in her house for the rest of her days, where she died at age 54. Wait, that's the punishment back then for <laughs> yeah. killing hundreds of virgins and bathing in their blood? Look for they didn't have Xboxes back then, okay? <laughs> we're going to kill your servants, who probably had nothing to do with it, and you just go live at it. You're you grounded. <laughs> well, remember, there's no evidence of the blood bathing, okay? Mm. That was all folklore, if you will. Oh, Slanderous lies. (laughs) Interestingly enough, if you want to watch a better movie about Elizabeth, go over to Shudder and watch the Hammer film called Countess Dracula. It's about the same character, and it's pretty good. No video games? No, but Mm. she does bathe in virgin blood. Okay. Yes, she does. Check it out. Mm -hmm. 
But anyway, that's who our main protagonist in this video game is, is this woman. She is a ghostly ethereal creature that will show up in the real world and in the video game. Yes. And haunt our characters. Now, am I confused? But during the early parts when she's killing people, she comes in as a pixelated person, right? In the real world. Yes. Mm -hmm. She pixelated for a while. And then at the end, she kind of becomes like human. Which this movie has a real problem with obeying its own rules that it sets forth through the entire movie. Don't worry. It covers that in dialogue. She's cheating. I know. I, I don't know the rules. Maybe there are no rules. She's got a game so. genie. Oh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. There's going to be so many dumbass video game references in this episode, you guys. So the, the movie tells you there are no rules. Oh, speaking of which game references, I know it's like, this is the hottest game since Fatal Frame. I was like, oh, shit. To be fair, when Fatal Frame came out, everyone was shitting their pants over that game. Hey, look, I got it. I like it. It's a good game. I never even heard of it. It was okay. Yeah, so Loomis gets pushed over a balcony. In the game. In the game and gets hanged. We already covered that. Mm -hmm. So in real life, he uh, also gets pushed over a balcony and hanged. He dies in the video game. He goes to bed. He has a nightmare. That's right. He has a nightmare. And then he wakes up and he's walking around in his dark house Lit with only a Zippo lighter. And I was like, okay, if this is like a video game reference, then I appreciate it because how many fucking video games do you walk around with a Zippo? That's like yeah. Resident Evil 101. Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. Who I was like, why don't they just turn house? his light on yeah. though? Because there's no power. Remember, he does the he does a switch on his lights and they don't work. Oh, does yeah, no? Yeah, yeah. no? No, he's doing the Zippo. He goes, No, no, no. <laughs> he he has this hanging uh, light switch above his bed and he goes, click, 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 and he goes, uh, and then he reaches for the Zippo and picks it up. Okay. So there's no power. So he is walking around with the lighter. Okay. I don't know if that's a video game reference, but if it is, fucking banger. I like like that in the extended cut he looks at the lighter and it has x triangle square circle on oh it. my god like a playstation controller yep Ooh. Ooh. can't anyway. believe they cut that <laughs> as he's walking upstairs to go talk to his roommate and find out why the power is out um all the mirrors are broken which we will find out later is important to the story of things mm, hmm. foreshadowing but he goes into the room and he opens the door and we get a half a second flash of his roommates and his girlfriend like slaughtered <laughs> I did pause the scene. You don't get to see shit other than there's blood all over the walls. Blood all over the wall. The lady is hanging upside down from the ceiling. Right. Yeah. And the guy's just like slaughtered on the bed. Yeah. He's slumped over on the bed. It's pretty down. lame. I mean, like it could have been cool, but it's, they cut it so gruesome, fast. But yeah, it's way too quick. I actually paused it. I freeze framed it just to see like, like, oh man, that looks, it does look rowdy. Awesome. And I think the theatrical cut is PG 13. Uh, is it really? Yeah. Probably. Oh, fuck that. That's why I wasn't very good in terms of like the kills and stuff. Okay. That makes sense. So he freaks out as you would. Mm -hmm. And why did they die though? They weren't playing the game. They played it earlier. They already died. Yeah, they were playing That's why they were oh. fucking. They're like, oh, we already died, bro. So we decided to come have weird pig sex. <laughs> All right. I can't blame him. <laughs> I'm pig man. I'm Pygmalion. Uh, but he goes backwards on the balcony, gets his hung. Like, does it? ethereally go around his neck? I think so. Yes, as he falls through the, the like balcony chain, thing, whatever. it wraps around his neck real quick. Think uh, Hellraiser style and then hangs him. And he's just dangling from his balcony dead. Just like in the video game. Whoa. And then creepy title. Stay alive. Just in case you forgot a movie you're watching already. Cut the semi charm comer like do 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 do. <laughs> no, cut to the Bee Gees. <laughs> Better no, I know, but that was a song that was in all the trailers back then. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't oh, remember. you're right. It's like, Johnny's just got his life back in order. Do, 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 But now he's got cancer. You know, it's just like, I don't know. They always had that song in the fucking trailers. That's dark. Yeah. <laughs> Hutch goes into his office. He thinks he's going to get berated by his boss, but his boss just wants to know how to beat a boss in a video game. Silent Hill 4. How do you beat the last boss? He 
followed all the guides, but he's stuck. He says, I hired you for one reason and one reason alone. And he was like, I meant to have this report. He's like, no, no. How do I beat the boss in this? Like, so he hired this guy just for his video game knowledge and expertise. Seems like a very poor choice, but this character's full of poor choices, I think. 401k benefits. Think about that. Just Mm. because you play video games, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's true. Now, Mm. Mark, if I understand correctly, the Hyper Blaster, which is the gun that you want to use to kill the final boss in Silent Hill 4, is what's referenced in this movie. But if I remember correctly, the Hyper Blaster is only a gun that you get from Silent Hill 1 for getting the alien ending. Is the Hyper Blaster in Silent Hill 4 at all? Or is that some bullshit information? That was my same question. I, so we're, we're synced right here. Right there. Yeah, up, John. Mm-hmm. There is no Hyper Blaster in Silent Yeah, Hill see, that's some bullshit. Stay alive. What the fuck, man? If anything, you should have your gaming information correct. How? Yeah. Way to blow it. He had one job, game. So, Which means he was hired for a shit reason because he didn't even know how to do it. No wonder that dude's dying on the boss. He's asking him to use a gun that's not in the game. Well, look at this advice he's giving him, too. What you want to do is get rid of all your weapons. <laughs> that seems like the worst advice if you're going to go kill a boss. Like, imagine you're playing Doom or whatever, yeah, and you just throw up. all of your guns away, and you like, just want to punch the boss to death. I mean, that's, like, I don't understand. Yeah, it was bad game advice, but, you know. Anyway, let's get back to stay alive. And he says, my, one of the weirdest lines in the movie, too, is his friend comes in, are you hip to this PDA sex thing? I was like, what the fuck? What? PDA sex thing? Like yeah, that, that was just affection. a line of dialogue, like throwaway, right? Yeah, just I, throw, I was I like, go, what? I think what did I just pom- hear? like palm pilot so like mobile porn is that what they're talking I about yes i don't know he just throws it out and and I they're talking about public sex public display of affection can also be the pda yeah, yeah. but pda are you hip to this pda sex it makes no sense no. they were talking about tech so i think john's right i think it is like mobile porn it's very, it very weird but i was like what is he talking about and hutch didn't know either he's like no i'm not hip to that and then he gets a phone call somehow at his boss's office he gets a phone call he finds out loomis is dead who's calling him at his boss's office doesn't he have he's we see that he has his own cell phone later yeah so why are they calling a landline <laughs> at his work well next of ken bro he's the, he's a friend yeah he's not yeah. even a can a pretty good turnout at his funeral too right which oh, happens yeah. like the next day or the same day he like leaves work i imagine it's happening the same day they're like are you showing up to this thing or not and he's like oh, bro i gotta go <laughs> So he goes to the funeral and it's, you know, a funeral scene. And this is where we meet. It's a funeral scene. <laughs> Thanks, John. Yeah. It, and this is where we meet, uh, not October, the other lady. Oh, the annoying woman who's just photographing a funeral. So what rude. is happening here? You don't photograph a funeral, let alone get one of them old ass uh, cameras with the <laughs> accordion, accordion lens, lens and get right up in the their face. In the macabre, sir. You know, sure. Go find your own macabre. She total stranger. She gets right up in his face. Probably snap. less than a foot away yeah. from his face. If the paparazzi. Rossi's not at my fucking funeral. You guys, you messed up. That's all I'm saying. Goes, no, you messed up. You're not famous enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. She goes, you seem to be the saddest one here, but you weren't crying. Like, bitch, you do not know him. What are you saying? <laughs> so it's like she can see what's inside. She could see the, the inner hurt. She could see that he's a, a deep, tortured soul. Yeah, but Hutch, he's like, are we best friends now? Because they become best friends. And we want to bang later. Definitely. But isn't October Hutch's What girlfriend? if he went like... No? No. Oh, all right. So he's right. Okay, got it. I know why he's he's take my photo. I get it now. They're just friends. Oh, I thought they were re- like not related. I thought they were related. <laughs> uh, Wait, Loomis and Hutch? No, Hutch and October. I thought they were dating. No, no, no. Okay. No. Uh, I just in, made up my own story. In one of the cut scenes, they all met playing Unreal Tournament. Oh, okay. That that is fairly believable. Headshot. Yeah, first person shooter. It was pretty popular in the early two oh. thousands. 
Loomis's sister comes and is like, hey, here's his gaming shit. My mom is going to throw it away. I don't play video games, but he'd want you to have it. To be fair, that's a quick turnaround for throwing out Helen's stuff, especially if <laughs> someone just died. It's, like, a, here, it's, it's been like two days. You got to get this out of the house now. These are items of evidence. Yeah. One would argue, <laughs> let yeah, alone. because this is a murder. Yeah. yeah. Three. This is not a natural cause. Three fucking triple homicide yeah. over here <laughs> because our group is going to be target number one fucking suspect through the yeah. whole fucking movie. You're totally. I didn't even think about that. That's true. How did what it doesn't matter. She gives him the video game and he's like, so he, uh, he takes it back to like his little yeah. crew. So yeah, now we meet up with the uh, gang, which is honestly, this is where the movie gets good for me. Here we got October. Who's this like, the <laughs> we got every laughable character ever. Dude, they're amazing. Hey, we got a goth girl named October. Yes, we got October. Get the, the fuck out of here with that. Who's into some witchy shit. As we find out from the stoner guy, whose name is what? Finn Phineas. Finn. Phineas. And that's her brother. There. And, and he October while into witchy shit, not into good quips though, because she says such bangers such as, you know what the problem is with your mouth? Insensitive shit that comes out of it. That's fair. Zing. Although she also does say a line, if you had any less sense, you'd be half a penny. Ooh. And yeah. I was like, okay, Dude, that's all this right. I'm saying you guys cannot discount any character for every for every banger. They got one misstep. <laughs> sure. And then um, like so what, Phineas is like, you know, this is a sad thing. Blah, blah, and then Skink, Slank, Swink, Swink, God, Swink shows up, which is Frankie Muniz's character. Who wears like, a green visor upside down? Sometimes. Who owns one of those? That's the stupidest thing ever. You have one. I do have one. How often do you put it on your head? I, I bought it as a gag because I was doing a video for someone where I was counting money. And so I had one. Then I saw that movie and I was like, holy shit, I think I have one of these in my closet. And I sure enough did. Well, now you can cosplay as Swink. No, oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Next Halloween party, you just walk around the game controller and an upside down visor. I'm going to go with Seth Green from Can't Hardly Wait. Well, you can do that too. Lots of options <laughs> once you get one of those hats. It really <laughs> unlocks the potential, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> so Swink is basically your standard gamer nerd and, uh, you know, uncool, but he's trying he's to not your out. standard gamer nerd <laughs> at all. None of these people. This guy says things that don't make any goddamn sense at all. He's all, he's like... Probably on the spectrum before we knew what the spectrum yeah. was. He's rattling off nonsense through the entire movie. I was like, nothing you said makes any sense. Nothing you say makes any sense. And he keeps bringing up this, what reality is it? Perceptual reality. So he's like, dude, if you play video games too much, there's research that you'll confuse real life and video games and they'll start to blend together. Which is like, are you That like, was a real concern back yeah, then, bro. Maybe like Bob Dole in 1996. <laughs> By 2006, nobody was thinking that games were merging with reality Look, after the PMRC, nothing was out of bounds, okay? The PMRC? Yeah. Remember when um, the fucking uh, Twisted Sister, I almost said Twisted Metal, Twisted Sister and uh, Frank Zappa, the, the music thing? Oh, like, right, right with the sticker, yeah. People, yeah. That's right. I thought, I thought, that's Nancy Reagan, right? N no, no, it was uh, Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore, Tipper Gore. Yeah. But gamers weren't talking about that shit back then. No, no not in the parents least. and the people who had to control the narrative were worried about that kind of stuff. It was the whole, like, you know, if you so, do violence and you're going to... My point is, is don't call him a normal gamer because right. he's not. What should have <laughs> happened is a scene where maybe one of the parents or the detectives... Hey, you've, been, you've been smoking weird people who are like, if you guys do too much drugs, you can get like, blah, blah. I mean, come on. Never to that level. No. Never to that maybe level. Not, but it's a movie. Everything's amplified. Oh, yeah. my God. God. I got it. The the detective goes and introduces this concept, right? You can have, we're like, okay. oh, here you go. You know, here's what I think might be happening. They could be talking to each other. doesn't matter. Not the gamer guy. Gamer people don't buy into this shit. That's why they're gamer people. I think that would improve it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm here for your headcanon uh, script improvements. Hollywood, you know what to do. 
So we meet the gang and they're all there and they decide to burn one for their bro and sack up and, and for, play the, the forbidden game. And they invited Abigail. Yeah. Met her, yeah how met her, did she get there? Met her one time at this funeral being a weirdo. Let's have her come play this game and burn so one out. No one knew her before. No. no. So she was just at a funeral. Yep. Dude was like, hey, come with me. Well, I get it, though. Knowing. See, I thought it was weird because I thought he was with October for some reason. So knowing that he's single. I, yeah, sure. Come on over, man. Uh, and then she, she's immediately weird because she's like, let me take a group photo. Okay. So they start the game and they have some sort of strange gaming setup where they're like split screen across. But there's TVs. no split screen on the TV. No, everyone has their own TV somehow. And everybody grabs a weird third party controller that you can't identify. Right. But they're playing on a PC. So nobody's using a mouse and keyboard, which is the whole reason you play on a PC, especially in 2006. Shout out to Alienware, who clearly got the uh, oh, yeah. the hookup from this movie. Yo, where's advertise. all my WASD players at? Telling you. Mm-hmm. No, especially back then, nobody was putting controllers on their PC. They not were really. all keyboard Whoa. mouse people. He's not wrong. Bold statement. I, yeah. If, if I'm look, if you in 2006, we're we, doing don't, we, don't, we don't need to get in your bona fides about what you know about PC gaming. Let's move on with the plot. Tell me, I want to know. Uh, <laughs> so they, they turn on the game and they immediately are confused because they've never met unskippable cutscenes before. And he goes, She's being real stubborn. She won't let me get in. But then Abigail's Yeah, like, he's very... Uh, Phineas is being very sexual with the game. Yeah, very weird because it's pretty normal to turn on a game and see a bunch of bullshit. But <laughs> Abigail is like, maybe we got to read this poem. And Swink goes, that's next-gen technology. Mm-hmm. Voice activated. And I was like, you know, that probably was fancy in 2006. It's very fancy. Yeah. Probably fancy for now. That's not something you see pretty standard now. It's not everyone when has When the Dreamcast come out. Okay, look, C-Man doesn't count. Okay. Nobody owned that game. <laughs> Somebody owned that game. And you had to buy a microphone. Separate. It, they all had headsets, though. Even Well, I guess because of the boss was playing mm-hmm. separate. Uh, so they say this poem, and now they're in the game, and they're all terrified immediately because they see one zombie kid demon. Now, I'd like to say one thing about this video game that they're playing. That kind of creativity they had of, like, I'm going to read this seance poem to start the game is basically going to be your conscription into having to play the game with ghost Elizabeth. Yeah. Right. That's the most creative this game ever gets. I do like that. I want, I wish they would have pushed it more. Let's see some more cool stuff in the game that wouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? Like it would have been neat to see what other ideas they could have added to. I'm thinking the gaming parts were very expensive because the gaming parts did look good. Like I think we touched on it. They looked better than video games in 2006 looked. True. So I'm guessing that's why they were pretty stingy and showing in-game things. But I feel like just more of that wow factor of this is really next level. Oh, look at this thing you can do in the game that you can't do in regular games. Yeah. I'm about to solve this problem for you real quick. Some 40-year-old man heard about some new things that were happening in video games, i.e. voice command, which was already out. And that's as far as their knowledge went. Fair enough. They're not going to come up with new ideas of what video... They're not spending that much time on this. But they do later... It would have been cool if they had, but honestly... Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. I wish they would have. Yes. I think it would have been neat. Later, they show that you can drop things in the game and they show up in the real world. I wish that would have you know, played a bigger role because that's pretty cool. But no. Well, they do. The crowbar. Yeah, that's the only time it happens. And the roses, right? It's all the the roses. No, also, he unlocks a key in the game and unlocks the door in the real world. All the way at the end of the movie, though, this all happens in the same 15-minute span. Honestly, they don't play a lot of the game in the middle of the movie, though. Like, that's, to be fair, they don't only start playing the game until they go to the the bathroom residence, or what is it called? The The uh, Gerouge Plantation. plantation. Also, plantations. Fuck those places. That's true. They're so creepy looking. Good setting, though. 
for a video game. That's yes, yep. indeed. Mm-hmm. So then the game cuts, and now they're past the spooky part, and they're into some sort of action adventure part. Now, I love that scene because Phineas is like, what does he say? He's like, man, this game is crawling at a snail's pace. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And then it just hard cuts to him being like, to your left, shoot to your right. He's all sweaty. They're like yeah. they're swarmed by like the little demon girls. They're all like fighting to save their lives in this like, you know, um, Nor- I almost said Norwegian, like mausoleum. New Orleans mausoleum area. <laughs> yeah, that was actually, I thought that was a great cut. I thought that was really well done. Well, you got six people in a party right now, right? And yeah. when they come across the first zombie kid they all like, like hutch you deal with it i was like yeah. did y'all come to play a game or not like why are y'all just letting him deal with this it's so weird that they were all afraid of one bad guy in a game you're like no way man <laughs> I mean, like in mario like you start the first level and you see that little turtle and you're like i'm out i'm <laughs> fucking done with this shit way too much <laughs> that's a little bit different mario turtle is very different than seeing a, a demon girl crawling at you but in quote unquote first person did you think was gonna happen in the video game i did you boot up the game to sit there and go no I'm not going to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, Go it's ahead. pretty obvious it's a horror game, too. So what did you expect? Yeah, right. Yeah. Doesn't I'm matter. Not, I'm not defending their stupidity on this. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, it would be pretty, like, jarring. Like, the first thing that happens is, like, little demon girl, like, wiggly face and towards you. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck? I'd be like, this is fucking awesome. Also, how'd they get weapons? Uh, they get the, they get, got the pick weapons, right? The character creator, yeah. I think okay. you got a weapon when you Which start. Which also, fuck people who make themselves in video games. <laughs> you know what? If you have the chance to make an avatar, make someone completely uniquely different than who you are. It's incredible, though. They were able to get those avatars look exactly like them in 2006. Which I thought was going to play into the overall story of maybe the person who made it knew these people oh. and was like fucking with them for some reason and basically put them in the game like, oh, like, oh I'm going to get back at them as a revenge thing. And um, that'd be dope. That was that. Or at least they just mentioned it like, oh, it's weird. We're exactly in this game. But it doesn't matter. Or maybe they were so generic that they all <laughs> were characters. <laughs> hey, that one looks just like me. I'm going to pick that guy. <laughs> so they're exploring the plantation. They're trying to find some things. And one of the dumbest parts I thought was like, when you see this glowing light coming out of a fucking cabinet, the girl goes, hey, look, there might be something in there. And I was like, oh, She's wow. Like, good eye. Item. Good eye. Good eye. Like, Dude, what? Think How'd, about you? How'd you miss that? Hutch. He's, he's trying to get in there. Okay. Was he going to be like, that was dumb, obviously. That's no, not going to no, help his I get chances. It. He's playing game here. Yeah, he's playing two games. <laughs> he just leans over and smacks her control out of her hand. Like, you shut up. Get shut out. Up. <laughs> but it opens up to a secret passageway, and they go through that uh, area. And at some point in the game, Miller, who's the boss back at the office, he wanders off from the party and he's down in the crypt. That's in the, that's in the mausoleum fight. They're like yeah. running away. They're like, quick, everybody in here. And he's like, don't close the door, Miller. And he runs into like a sarcophagus, type, not sarcophagus, but like a little, um, what do they call when they bury people inside a building? Oh, like a mausoleum. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So we've been saying mausoleum, but it's actually like a, a whole little graveyard area they're in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he goes into a mausoleum and he closes the door. So now he's blocked off from the group and he's totally separate. Yeah. I hate when players do that. They probably be spamming. I need healing, even though he's... Yeah, they're going to go get knocked out on halfway the map and then yeah. make your whole party traverse through all the enemies, probably get their asses kicked just to pick you up off the ground. Yeah. You're a selfish fucking player. Stick with the group, goddammit. Nerds! <laughs> yeah, play some cooperative shooters, man. There's always that one guy. Yep, that's why we always lose. Yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> anyway, he gets murdered and he's getting freaked out. <laughs> okay, there. that was unceremonious, but I like it. He gets in the game, in yes. the game, he gets killed with a pair of scissors. By Elizabeth Bathory. Who's in a nice crimson red cloth. Cloak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like the first time you come across a boss, but you're way underprepared for he. I mean, she totally stomps his ass mm-hmm. and he's like, oh man, my game says game over. So I'm out of here. Okay. Now I love 
the way that the boss guy Miller is playing the game in his office. He's smoking. He looks like he's on like a five day cocaine jag. <laughs> like you guys, I, I just, oh man, she got me. I don't know. Oh man, someone's out there. You know, like he's just like, like you guys have been playing for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Maybe right. in the unrated cut. He's doing cocaine. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. Well that explains why he's all fucking jagged out. <laughs> yep. So I recognize this behavior. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like also in, the coolest chair I've ever seen. He's got two joysticks and like speakers by his head. It's a Herman Miller. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, no was, I was like, fuck, I want one of those for work. That game, that, that was a, a pretty awesome game. They made chair. those for a while. Uh, I've never seen one before, but I was like, man, that's dope. Doesn't help him at all because he still gets, you know, uh, murked. But and one of the other cut parts of this scene when they're playing the game, Swink says, I figured out how to strip those zombie concubines. And he does a Konami code. Wait, zombie con- Aren't they little the girls? Little girls. Look, man, this game's way too horny for its own good sometimes, all right? <laughs> Look, I'm glad like, they cut it down. Maybe it's like anime. Maybe it's just drawn <laughs> and it looks that way. I don't know. Or maybe there's zombie concubines we didn't see. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to go with Other that. character models. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 That's true. We do only see the one or the two models in this game, so. Yeah. We so, see horses also. Oh, and a carriage. That's right. Yeah. So Miller dies in game and he decides to call it a night. Right. So he's wrapping it up. He's trying to leave the office. He's hearing noises. He's hearing the vibration. This is the coming noise of Elizabeth, right? I mean, she's nearby. Boss's- the controller vibrates, but it plays as an ambiance noise in the movie itself. So it sounds like this, like the world is rumbling around you. But every character reacts. If it's just a controller vibrating like from somewhere. And Miller rightly turns around when he hears noise, goes back to his office and looks under his desk and there's his vibrating control. (laughs) He's like, oh, you scamp, you little controller. What are you doing down here? What are you doing plugged in, you son of a bitch? And when he stands up, he takes a pair of scissors to the throat. A very ornate scissors. Like golden with some. Well, they're like like black and bronze. But yeah, they look Mm -hmm. very, they have this ornate handle and stuff like that. And those come back later on. Yeah. Because, you know, now I think about it, even if this game didn't kill you in real life, Pretty hardcore to go just permadeath. One death and you're done. To be fair, yeah. That's that's a pretty hardcore gaming model. I don't think games were doing that back then. No, especially not cooperative shooter type games. But this game's underground. Oh, that's true. It's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, Diablo had hardcore mobi had to select it. Yes, anyway. that's true. Our, our party calls it a day and goes to bed. Uh, the next morning. Hutch goes to work. Do it, do it, do it. Do, and he right. just walks right into a mur- There's cops and ambulance people everywhere. To be fair, in 2006, there was a shortage of police tape. Okay. <laughs> no one knew how to block <laughs> off a crime scene back then. This is new tech, man. The great 06 police tape shortage i forgot about that police tape voice command and video games this was all emerging technology <laughs> nobody thought to stop him as he pushes people aside he's like what's going on in here and uh, he's standing on the dead body what's going yeah. on he walks right into the crime scene and then the detectives come out and they're like there's been a murder and he fucks up because he's like i just talked to him and yeah. it's like bro shut your mouth yeah he immediately implicates like i live 10 minutes from here i could have definitely come over here and murdered him not yeah. saying that i did but i could yeah, have. they're having a normal conversation of trying to like like slowly let him know what's going on but not giving away too much and he's just like i just saw him they're like you live around here he's like yeah like 10 minutes from here and he's like oh so you get here pretty quick and he's like yup it's like bro they are sizing you up for this man was he stabbed with scissors in the chest like dude <laughs> calm down <laughs> but um like, yeah. no no i was playing online yeah. the boss was here in the office i was back in my place with my four other friends and he's like, all right. The cops look at him like, that seems suspicious because the cops, the adults don't know how to game. Right. <laughs> well, the second cop is, his name is Rex. He's like, you're pretty much suspect number one, bucko. <laughs> and he's like, shh. 
<laughs> Calm down. We don't want to spook him and he leaves town. Should we take him? We should just take him to jail right now. Like He's, that he's already guilty. He's <laughs> ready to go. Hey, Doug, can we frame him for this or what? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, stop resisting. <laughs> it's like, he's like that kind of cop, man. Oh, man. So anyway, they end up letting him go. They're like, don't don't go too far. We got some questions for you. And at this point, they all like meet back up at a bar. Um, October's New Orleans strip bar. I don't know what the street in the New Orleans is called. I have no idea, but she's just like sitting on top of her like bar. Like, does she own it? I think so. I okay. think she runs this this bar. It's probably an absinthe bar. Fucking goth chicks. Probably we never so see them work. So <laughs> she's not working at all. She's just <laughs> chilling, reading a book or whatever. <laughs> I think her and her brother Phineas uh, run this bar. Mm-hmm. And so Swink shows up, and I guess Abigail. Yeah, she's just around now all the time. Yeah, she shows up, and they're just like, like, oh man, I can't believe he died. Like they they know about this for some reason. And uh, they're all just kind of hanging out. Our main character, Hutch, runs outside after talking to him about how he died. And like Phineas is like, come on, sack up, bro. Blah, blah. He's, like, he's being real insensitive. Mm-hmm. And Hutch kind of like gets overwhelmed and walks outside on the balcony on wherever Mardi Gras is. Sixth Street. Uh, no, that's the here. Bourbon Street. Bourbon, Bourbon Street. Street. That's the place I was thinking. Because this is right on the fucking Bourbon Street place. This That'd is like a, a very building. expensive bar to very. maintain, I they, think. They could not afford this place. Hell yeah. no. Considering there's nobody in it. So one thing we didn't mention is that Hutch has a moment to see Miller's dead body on the table. Like the cops didn't like put a sheet over it or nothing. He's just like sitting like in the waiting room (laughs) of the reception and looks over and there's Miller dead on the fucking table. New information. Again, this movie is fraught with like, they didn't think to the scene and I don't know if they did it for visual like impact or if it was just like, they just didn't think about it. But yes, this movie is chocked full of shit like that. So, yeah, after they meet up at the the bar in New Orleans, Bourbon Street, what do they do next? They talk about the murder of Miller and Hutch gets a little like overwhelmed and he goes out to the, the balcony and that's where Abigail like goes out after him. She's like, hey, you OK? And he's like, it's just a lot to deal with right now. And inside October is talking to Finn and she's like, dude, you got to be more sensitive. Like you can't just his friend just died. And he's like, we can either get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah. Like family. Some <laughs> shit like that. He's an insensitive prick. He lets a fire around uh, Hutch. And that's where we also discover Hutch's parents got burned to death. And so he's terrified of fire. And this is going to come up. pissed me off on the balcony where she's like, are you afraid of fire? He's like, not really afraid of it, but I had an issue. And I was like, oh, Oh, God, no. Is this some pointless ass fucking backstory just to give our character a weakness? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure they enough. Keep, they keep showing an NES controller surrounded by fire. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, I thought he lit his house on fire. Uh, that would be. I, I was gaming so hard. The NES caught on fire and killed my parents. Well, then he'd be anti games. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Unless he try to face his fear. Yeah. But he doesn't. So anyway, and then October comes out on the balcony, too. And it's just like, hey, you guys just forgive him. Blah, blah, blah. We don't. We should be more careful. So they log back in. So after this whole thing with the balcony and stuff like that, they log back in and they're playing the game again uh, because Phineas kind of peer pressures them into it. This is where we see that the mirror has an effect. He's like, guys, I turned this mirror around. I think it's polished silver so it doesn't crack because she hates mirrors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hates these cans. Uh, and, and then and Hutch is also, he's he's being a little more uh, cautious of wanting to play the game. He's like, I saw Miller's dead body. It was the exact same way he died in the game. And just like my friend, uh, Loomis. 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 He was hung just like he was in the he game. He hasn't put it together completely, but he's definitely like, this seems weird. A lot of people are like, bro, that couldn't be a thing. You that's know, a like, video game. You're ma-. And that's when we hear perceptual 
reality or da, again da, da, or whatever. Da, da, da. And um, so after this moment happens, um, Phineas goes outside and is like messing with the speakers in his car, and he almost gets hit by a big ass semi, which oh, was like right. the, the jump scare kind of like, oh my god, that was the carriage that could have hit him, but he escaped it. So we're like, oh, he's safe. They no, had this- I, I, you might have been. I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was like a, a nice subversion of like, oof, man, he missed it. Maybe this game isn't like you exactly. Know, I would have given you some props if not 30 seconds later, he's driving in the supernatural land. Yeah, they all decide to go their own way because they've had enough for today. And as he's driving. I think they were all waiting for Phineas to show up for that something. That was the next day, yeah. Right. And he's in his red car mm-hmm. and then he almost hits a little zombie girl yeah. and he almost crashes into a tree. Well, to John's point, the sky starts getting dark and like catching up on him like the nothing from fucking never ending story <laughs> right it's like he's like it's okay she can only kill at night or something like that and it's like he sees the sky starting to get dark and he's like wait a minute and then yeah he almost hits like ghost girl on the road swings by did he hit a tree or does no he it's like right in front of the tree he stops his car I thought he was gonna kill die from the car crash that's what i thought too but then he stops and gets out of the car and he's freaking out and he decides like he can't drive his car anymore so he calls him on the phone he's like come pick me up Come pick me up. And they're like, we'll be right there. And I'm like, what? I think his car disappears. It's just gone. <laughs> well, no, his dead body's right in front of his car yeah. when they show up. Yeah, he but just wait. decides his car doesn't work anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, he decides he can't That's drive. I, th- I think it doesn't work, but they don't show that at all. It just basically, he's just like, you know what? I can't deal with this. Come get me. I'm too spooked to drive. And he looks like he's in the country. Yeah, I don't know where he is. I don't know. I don't know the topography of New Orleans at all. But I'm like, if you're down on Bourbon Street in a bar, I don't think you live like yeah, yeah. a city away. Like maybe off, you do. On no. the outskirts of Baton Rouge, driving into New Orleans every day, maybe. It's but a good thing Southern California looks like New Orleans. <laughs> so what he's he hangs up the phone and he's like, all right, they're going to come pick me up. And then just from behind, a fucking carriage comes over and runs him over with oh. horses. And this is actually a real life carriage with horses, and it's very ornate and looks like the Bathory carriage from the game and stuff like that. It's really cool looking. But yeah, just mows his ass down right in the middle of the street. It's less gruesome than it sounds. It kind of looks like he's okay, to be honest. He has like some scratches on his side and his face. Yeah, maybe he's got a broken rib yeah. and a stubbed knee. A stubbed knee. <laughs> he's got a, owies. I've got a, a But boo-boo. so they're, they're driving to get him, and I can't remember, do they find him before the cops show up, or do they get there and the, the cops, cops are, are there? The cops are there. The cops are already there when they show up. They're like, what happened? They're like, all right, all right, everybody go sit back down. Yeah, and Wendell Pierce is there, and he's like, if I see you around another one of my crime scenes, straight to jail. And so Wendell Pierce takes Hutch away. This is a partner is there with a swink. It's Officer Rex. Officer Rex. Rex is like, let me see this game. And Swink's like, I wouldn't play that if I were you. And he's like, you shut the fuck up. And he goes, <laughs> and he plays the game and dies like in 15 seconds. Yeah, he gets his neck cut open. It is impossible for him to have progressed in the game in 15 seconds and be dead. He wouldn't even gotten through the character creation screen fast enough. He wouldn't have. He went with read. the auto gen character. Yeah. He never says the poem. He's in. If you start outside the plantation, you're outside. You can't be in the chair having your face ripped open by the ghost in yeah. 10 seconds. <laughs> it's not fucking possible. Look, I'm, I'm sorry. Make this work. Hold on. I'm a John Hedgen. Okay. Well, see, your thing is, is Hollywood get at us because what he did is he actually went with. No, I have no idea. Yeah. If he had, it resu- doesn't make sense. If, no. If, if he had resumed a game, that would have made some sense. But if he'd but he's playing his own character, yes. which does not make sense. Yes. Correct. No, again, you're right. I'm not going to argue the logistics <laughs> of this, but I'm just saying, 
chill with it. You guys have made a lot of exceptions for other movies. He also took time to make a character that looked exactly like him. Minutes. Uh, Several yeah. minutes would have passed. Including like a white button down shirt. Like why is that in this game? Doesn't matter. But he, what happens is the Wendell, uh, Wendell pulls yeah. him over to the side and he's like, yeah, if I ever see you around a thing like this again, you're in big trouble, buddy. And then Hutch goes, wait a minute, don't play that game. And then runs back to the van and he's already dead. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, stupid game or whatever, and like walks off. It's no Tetris. But he's intrigued, though, by this concept because now he's going to go find out a little bit more about it. And it had to be a GameStop because they show Game Informer at the end. Yeah. And that part was cool because I just was like, man, what that is, that is, that brings up some core memories being in GameStop before it was terrible and all Funkos. No, it was terrible back then, too. I worked at a GameStop also. Well, as a customer, it was less Okay, terrible. as a customer, yes. Uh, Let me tell you some of the horror stories about working at a GameStop. Dude, I bet it was terrible, but... I mean, this is pre-GameStop. This is back when it was like, what was before it was EB. EB Games was, was my first GameStop. Boutiques. Yeah. I got hired there, did that for a little bit. Went to a place called GameFellas. That Ooh. place was all right. And then worked at a GameStop before it was GameStop. It was something else. And then it became GameStop. Well, if this was supposed to be a GameStop, they still had Dreamcasts boxed on the shelf. Oh. And it was discontinued in 01. That's to be true. fair, they actually had uh, the the retail boxes for the used ones. They printed like pictures of the systems oh, okay. on their used boxes for a while. So there you go. You got it from the inside. Okay, but so. I, I don't I think the movie did this on purpose. I mean, it was just an accident. They just had Dreamcast I was say, boxes. Man, you're made. making a lot of <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> a lot I'm not defending the movie. I'm just saying this was something that GameStop did for a while. Gotcha. Okay. So Detective Rex goes and talks to some cracked out GameStop worker who is like, "Oh, I bet you're here for a game with a lot of frags, right?" You know what this guy looks like. He looks like he belongs in the 90s oh. for any of the commercials of the guy that screams. Yes, that's what he looks like. He doesn't look like a dude that would be in 06. He's probably he's trying to push Sega CD <laughs> on America's youth. Hey, you still don't have a Sega CD. What are you waiting for? Nintendo to make one. <laughs> That is exactly true. Yes. He drank too much surge and he's what was that game mind trap. <laughs> yes, there was a mind trap. Yeah, they like had like the, the like a 3DO, 3DO or the something. The shit that was like in hackers, like the graphics from like hackers. Right. And it was like, whoa, it's gonna blow your mind, bro. Amazingly bad CG video games with mm -hmm. like real motion video, FMV video FMV games. Video, yeah. yeah, but he, the officers were like, I'm looking for a game called Stay Alive, and he's like, Oh man, I don't got that. Maybe that's some of that underground shit. And I was like, where was this underground shit of video games that yeah. I didn't know about? <clears throat> Gentlemen, let me let me clue you in here. Okay. Someone who worked in this this field. Mm -hmm. There was no video game underground. <laughs> there was maybe some homebrew shit you could download on the internet, but my God, there was no underground video game ring. It's like so much more likely he would have just been like, do you want me to check the computer? Yeah. But instead, he's like, I know every video game that's ever been made and it does not exist. When you push an update to a video game like on the Sony PlayStation, it costs like eight to 10 grand just to get that approved through Sony. Right. And get this so like no underground person's like, here, right. let me drop half a mil just to put something shitty out there. Yeah, this is next level graphics and, and, you know, voice recognition technology. And this is going to be on some underground fucking bootleg. Which is really what pissed me off the most about this movie. This is my my one major gripe is other than the fact it didn't have like a fucking uh, soundtrack of a lot of music from the time, which I always love in older movies because some of that music is terrible. Mm -hmm. But um, we never find out anything about who made this video game how it was made, why it was made. We find out none of this. Well, they make me thought 
They made me think. <laughs> they make me thought. They made me think that they were going to actually delve into that when they find out, like, oh, this here's the where the game was developed. Yeah. We find go, the address. There's a motorcycle out front. Yeah. Guys, EA Games made this. They were testing out some early uh, mm. microtransactions. You have to pay for this game to not kill you. That's that's. You have to pay to live. I get yeah. it. it was Just like, like normal life. Thanks, capitalism. <laughs> much like Hollywood Pictures is a subsidy of Disney. EA had a subsidy video game company so that they could kill their yeah, players. Stay alive productions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what's going on. Kendra, real quick, thank you for this. I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> so Officer Rex goes out and gets in his truck and his head just pops like a grape. <laughs> yeah, I think the best because well, because was it Bathory that pops up behind him? I think in the mirror, right? Like yeah, in the, yeah. in the rearview like mirror. He does the rearview mirror and it's like, oh my God, and then it's like squirt. Yeah, he starts hearing the vibrating also. Yeah. I hated that fucking sound. It just felt like a pager going off and I kept looking for my phone like who's texting me i was like this is the dumbest noise i did like that scene though that was like the best kill to me in the movie the guy's head blown up oh really you like that one the best huh well, i mean there's not a lot of strong options so <laughs> okay but that was the best of the bunch what about what about uh frankie Muniz's Thornbush death well <laughs> i'm just kidding my favorite note on here just says abigail lives in a van <laughs> oh, oh dude <laughs> yes because i think this this is the point now where they're like because who's alive now? Abigail. Phineas got mowed down. Right. So it's just Abigail, uh, Swing, October. October, and Hutch. Okay. And so Hutch is right. Has just seen like his friend die and his his boss die and He's October's brothers together. died. Yeah. And meanwhile, Abigail's like, remember when I told you I had a good life? I live in a van. I'm homeless. Uh, <laughs> down by the river. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Which I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why she's coming clean. She starts to like, like, oh, okay. I kind of liked it, but they have no connection. Yeah. Not the time. Read the room. Abigail. Although maybe she's, uh, she's lonely because she lives in a van by herself, you know, <laughs> and she's like, all right, I'm going to make this work. But maybe she could be like, I'll tell them this after all the murder and is done. Yeah. It doesn't seem like the best time to bring no. all this up. No, but this is also the point in the movie where October just learns some dumb dog shit. It's like all of a sudden <laughs> I know how to stop ghosts and this is what we're going to do. Well, it's like, okay. She finds a random Wiccan book. Or well, some to be bullshit. fair, they be fair. They earlier to, to they be fair. To be fair, they actually said earlier, "Is like, why don't you just tell us how to do it? You're all into that ghost and witchy shit." And she's like, "It doesn't work like that. It's not like that." And then, sure enough, later in the movie, it's like it works, it works just like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, it's like I was like, "Okay, movie." I was reading Tobin's Spirit Guide. Yeah, and pretty much. I was like, "This is bullshit, though." Like, it's oh, the we strategy guide for the game. Yeah, we <laughs> by Prima Games. <laughs> Prima Games, stay alive. Uh, that's oh. your step one in the game, dude. That'd be awesome. She just looks like in the index. She's like V V. Video games. I found it. <laughs> yeah, but what does she say? She says you have to put three nails yeah, in, a, in the ghost. The hands, the forehead, and then set their blood and on the fire. Chest. Oh, and the chest. Yeah, sorry. Hand, chest, forehead. And set them on fire, which I bet it's the because, fire that does most of the work. Well, so that's honest. the thing. Yes. So what she does, she finds out, she finds out that like, this is where we find out the bathroom aspect of it and stuff like that. And she's like, okay, this is how it works. And she gives the whole backstory like you did Mark about, you know, battery. And then uh, she's like, yeah, you got to put nail the hands. You got to nail the chest and nail the forehead. That basically makes her um, like real, like she's corporeal. Like, yeah. Corporeal. Mm -hmm. Like that's what makes her real. And then you have to burn her. And that's when Hutch is like, Oh God, fire. <laughs> yeah. And then at some point, either right before this or after this, we see like in a montage scene, uh, he's shaving and his whole back is like all scarred up. And that's where you start to find out about like, like, Oh, the fire was actually really bad. Mm -hmm. And then when she comes clean about living in the van, he kind of comes clean about like how his family died and, it's honestly, I understand why they did it, but holy shit, it was a drawn out scene. I thought the idea was that Hutch was going to have to face his fear. 
but he doesn't really do that. He at the lights end. are on fire. He does yeah. face fear. But like then he just sort of curls up and is like, "Guess I'm dead now." Well, he thought he, <laughs> he thought he could handle it, and he couldn't. Honestly, I'm not going to fault anyone for doing that. So, so I think our group is split up, right? Abigail and Hutch are going to try to find where the video game was made because they have an address off of Loomis's phone. They go to his house and they're like, "Okay, so Loomis, that was Loomis's phone." Yeah, apparently Loomis was a video game tester he of some knew, kind. He knew who this person was. Well, so he, he got it from them. He apparently like yes. it had an, it had an address in his phone and they're like, this is it. This is like Moby games or whatever the hell it's called. They're like, here's the address. One, two, three, four, five spooky lane. So yeah. they Hutch and Abigail are going to go check that out. Our crack detective team did not take his cell phone. Look at his cell phone. Obviously they did not. So the, the cops must've just been like, yeah, this looks like a murder. All right. Well, see remember, you later. They go into Loomis's room and Abigail's like, well, we, the cops already checked everything. He's like, not everything everywhere and then he took off the shell of his pc and there was his phone uh, because that's where loomis keeps his phone inside his pc yeah what they would probably take the pc well, doesn't that's, matter that's his matter. underground game phone bro <laughs> <laughs> yes okay thank you so you hi, solved it head cannon underground games yes i'd like one bad video game that's please. my pc plug dog uh, you <laughs> can't keep your burner phone out in public i get it okay so anyway yes they find an address and they're gonna go check it out so swink is gonna be the guy in the chair and uh, be their, like, you know, Batgirl. And at this... Or at, Oracle, I'm sorry, for all my comic nerds out there. So at the same time, while they're finding the address to the video game developer, uh, the cops swarm. And Swink and October are like, like, oh my God, the cops are coming up. They're coming to bust our asses because the Rex died in the parking lot. So that somehow they know we did it. Yeah, it doesn't even... And they're like, if you don't want to get busted, you got to run, bro. So they fucking hightail it. And... They, they up, all meet up at Loomis's, I believe, because then October starts wandering around outside because she sees the ghost woman wandering around mm -hmm, and she goes into mm -hmm. a half built house. It doesn't make her decision making sudden like suddenly she lost 57 IQ points. She's like, this is some creepy shit. I better go investigate all alone, even though all my friends are dying. And yeah, she goes in this construction house or house under construction and immediately this is October. October. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She, it's like, why, why would you go in there? Just retreat. But you know what? It does lead to a pretty decent scene. At the same time, the computer game has un has turned on and unpaused itself. And now we see that the ghost woman is no longer going to play by the rules because they've all stopped playing the game so nobody else dies. Yeah, good thinking on their part. But she's like, nah, nah, dog. You enter into the contract when you said the words at the beginning of the game. So now I'm playing you. On a PC. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> An alien brought to you by Alienware. My, my thought, though, is, is like as the game starts to unpause itself and play itself, why don't they just hold the power button down until the computer shuts off? Great. Take the battery out. Anything like that? Because it's online, bro. Ooh, I mean, you can still power it off. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you could turn it off, but you can't log out. Scratch mm. that disc. Unplayable. There. Now we're talking. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure you had to have the disc to have the, you know, the code on there to play the game. Apparently not, though, because the boss was playing at Sans Disk. Oh, good point. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. So it was just an EXE file. Yeah, you could just pass that along FTP, mm. you know. Mm. So this 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 did remind me of <laughs> The Ring. <laughs> I like how we all just got hit a moment of like, why do we care about this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, there was a lot of parallels to The Ring and some other other stories that we've oh, seen. I would have paid such good money to see that lady come Samara. out of the computer. Like, I mean, there was some even, even some pixelated Samaras wandering on true. the ground at one point. I was like, wait, that's just straight out of the ring. Yeah, but okay. that's true. Got to get your visuals somewhere, I suppose. 
But meanwhile, October's wandering around this construction site, and she's like, I'm going to arm myself with a nail gun. I was like, go get him, tiger. And she sees uh, Lady Bartholomew. (laughs) (laughs) Her name is... uh, Elizabeth Bathory. She sees Elizabeth Bathory uh, looking all translucent. She tries to shoot him with the nail gun, and the nails just go right through her. And I thought, I was like, oh... Because she's ethereal. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. She's going to, it's going to turn out and she just killed Swink. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. She shoots nails at Ghost Bathory. Yes. Because she's ethereal. But you have to put nails in her to make her corporeal. Her corpse. How do you put the nail? Oh, in her corpse. Yeah. Okay, okay. My bad. I was her, like, well, where the fuck are they doing this then? She didn't quite put two and three together. No. But I thought they, that they were going to turn around and have shot. I just had to stop and do the math. I'm so stupid. You're like, two and three. I was like, wait a minute. That's not four. That's two and three. That's five. And I was like, in my head, I was just like, God, I'm an idiot. And you two would have been killed by Bathory. Dead. Uh, I yes, that, that would have been a better movie if she turned around and killed somebody by accident. Yeah. Yes, I like that. No. Good That's rewrite. Not what happens. Puts a couple though. nails through Swing's hand. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, then he can't play the game because Ooh. his hand, bam. Man, we improve this all the time we're doing this. You're welcome, Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, know why I turned that. into a Jewish man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't press a button if your hand is disabled. Uh, I would start. Well, that pushing. actually, that could actually like give him like a disadvantage too. Maybe he's like doing really good. And he's like, oh, my hand worked. I could get away from her easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, none of that happens. Instead, a la Hellraiser, chains come down and go around her ankles and drag her up. Mm-hmm. And she goes, fuck you. And gets her throat slit. Yes, she does. And you know what? She, she did die like a gangster. So I give props like that, but also didn't have to die. Could have just I not like gone in the house. <laughs> You did the crypts are like, yeah, it happens all the time, dog. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's how it goes down. You get killed by ghosts. And okay. naturally, our, uh, our our crack team of, of teen adults, however old They're they like, are. Got to be in their early 20s. They run in and touch the crime scene. Oh, I'm yeah. like, yeah, Prince everywhere. Good job. They already think you killed people. Why does, might as well do your mm-hmm. job. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, let me just leave my license here too. make it easy for them. So we'll be back for our friend. <laughs> I didn't sweet. do it. I didn't <laughs> do it. Yes, I didn't do it. <laughs> So, yeah, so at this point, they're going to go to the game was made. So Hutch and Abigail go to the the. Okay, this pissed me off. They roll up to this plantation and they're like they get up to the door after like walking up to it. It's exactly the same like location as in the game. Very obviously the same location. They walk up to it. and They're like, this is the place. Wait a minute. This is the Gertrude plantation or the Giorgio Garouge Garouge plantation. You should know that immediately. Also, there was a sign with the name over <laughs> the fucking entrance. You would have had, they went to that gate. So they would have seen the name of this place too. But um, yeah, that, that whole slow like realization of like, wait a minute is like, bro, there's no way you could not know this. Yes, that's a good point, but also these people have not shown to be very perceptive. I know, I know, but in the I was I was like, it is a one for one recreation. <laughs> like even if I've only like played the game a couple times, if I'm going to a place that looks exactly like, how often do you go to plantations? Uh, well, when you live in New Orleans, constantly, really, every other day, plantation this, plantation that. You're tripping over all my New Orleans fans out there. Get back to me. How often do you visit plantations? And are they all haunted? Every one of them. That's a given too. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Swink's decided to play the game to keep the ghost from cheating. To distract. He's going to be a, yeah. de- a decoy. A He's going to be a decoy. <laughs> <laughs> a Matt decoy. And then, yeah, they're like, 
but if you die in the game, you'll die in real life. Like, okay, we've already established this. You can stop saying it, but they don't. But he does say, like, look, I could die either way if she starts cheating again. So at least one of us can keep her occupied. Because well, when the game starts playing itself, he goes, you cheating bitch. Yeah. He's like yelling at the computer. And I was like, oh, you're one of those gamers. I like that part. I was like, That's realistic. So Abigail and Hutch go inside and Swink's going to continue to play the game out in the van. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the van just shuts itself closed. Also, what are the rules? The ghost can just do whatever, do right? Whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's fucky. Yeah. Right. The rules are the ghost wins. Whatever the rules need to be for that. That's the rules. So the van shuts itself and then the game starts playing and Swink's character is about to die, but he somehow reaches far enough to hit the D pad to make his character in a video game jump out of the way of the carriage again. Mm-hmm. And then he smashes the window of, of Abigail's home. Poor Abigail. Well, he does that to get to the controller. He smashes right. the like side window to, to barely reach the controller, knocks his character out of the way. But why doesn't he, he just use the keyboard? Well, he couldn't reach it. He so, was reaching through the window. Mm, he barely hit the, the, okay, the okay, plug-in okay. controller to move out of the way of the, the carriage. All right, that's fair. But that's then fair. he gets in. He climbs through the window or some shit somehow, and then he finally gets in. He's like, all right, let's do this. And he puts his little hand thing on, and he goes, wait a minute, this is gay, <laughs> and then takes it off. And I guess he's going to raw dog the game. <laughs> Just, yeah. He's like, now you're playing with power. <laughs> <laughs> if only he said that. <laughs> it's so great. Once he gets back in the van, he takes control of the game because now it's personal. So as this is going on, we cut back to the, uh, the house where Hutch and Abigail are looking to try to find out who made it or the, the history of it. And that's where they find out that this is the, the Giorgio um, suite. Jerouge. The Jerouge <laughs> plantation. And um, basically, Abigail gets locked in a closet where she's getting attacked by Bathory and the little girls, and they're holding her, and she's about to die. And so Swink, and, and now how are they talking to each other? Because Homeboy, Hutch doesn't have a headset. Cell phone. Oh, cell phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Avengers headset. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, he's like, he's like, you got to get me in there. I got it. He's like, it's just like in the game. I'll unlock the door. I found a key and then suddenly the door is unlocked and he's like, go up the back stairs and he's like, I can't get in. He's like, there should be a crowbar next to you. So it's like in game versus reality. So these things are happening in tandem. Yes, exactly. So, which uh, doesn't make sense, but eh, you know, the games, you know, why would the ghost allow this? If she's already trying to cheat and kill him in the begin with, like, why would she allow them to do other corporeal versus ethereal things? It's about the competition, bro. I guess, but she seems like she doesn't care you about that. Hone your skills, man. They found a, a like a bug in the game because it's still the beta, right? So she didn't want that to happen, but mm. accident. They hit the no clip code, and bam! Now they're walking through walls and shit. Do you ever get tired of saying bullshit? <laughs> Never. I could do this all day. Any other plot holes you want me to tie it up? <laughs> Actually, uh, unlike Swink, everything he just said made sense. <laughs> I know. I know. Swink is just popping off with the most random shit as he did, but he does get um he does get a uh, hutch to. Abigail in time, and they throw a rose down because that's still a fucking thing in this movie. Kiss from a rose on the grave. And so imagine if they did. Oh, they can afford that song. That'd <laughs> been awesome. But yeah, I guess at some point, like the ghost is going to start attacking um, Swink in the real world, so he just ups and runs away. As you do. He runs away into a field and then he collapses in some roses. And I guess they just miss each other or something, but Hutch or Swink gets killed by Bathory and the roses, supposedly. Well, we don't actually see him die on screen. He just sort of falls. So he falls into a pile of roses <gasps> as the ghost comes upon him and then it just hard cuts. When Abigail and Hutch find the computer, the computer screen shows a dead body and says game over. Oh, so he, you think he was just 
playing dead in the roses, so he was protected. He was 100% alive. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought he died and like came back because of the roses or some shit. No, as one of the rules that the game actually does follow, or the movie follows, mm-hmm. rather, is that if you throw a rose at a ghost, <laughs> it makes the ghost go away. <laughs> Can't handle the power of roses. And throughout the entire game, we'll see him drop roses here and there, and, and as we go up to the tower, which, which are... They find the tower in the backyard of the fucking cemetery oh, area. Son of a bitch! There it is! <laughs> How do you miss that tower in front of like, if you're looking at the front of the plantation, you could see the tower above the house. It's like, a seven story building. Like you don't miss that. I got much like John, do- shut the fuck up. Anyway, move much on. like dogs. They don't look up. Jesus so they never Christ. see things above them. That's not true. Dogs look up all the time. It's pigs. They can't look up. But anyway, the point being, Jesus Christ, John, <laughs> they, uh, they decided, okay, swing's dead. We got to go basically kill her. So they grab a couple roses for the road and they run up to the tower. And as they're about to go in, they're about to get hit by Elizabeth Bathory's like carriage again. I guess this is her go-to move. It's the only one that's programmed into her other than scissor stab. He locks Abigail inside the thing and then throws a rose or puts his hand up. I don't know what happens, but he dissipates the carriage right in front of him. Yeah, they they get through into the tower and they actually find that secret passage that Abigail found in game. They're like, aha. They go in there and they find the backstory. That's where all the backstory was Mm -hmm. in a bunch of notes and like, oh, this lady killed a bunch of kids and she was a nasty, mean woman. She fucking hates roses. (laughs) And as they're continuing up the tower, the door slams shut, keeping Hutch going forward and Abigail is locked inside the room with all the backstory. Now I love this because Hutch in a moment of like, you know, selflessness says here, take the final rose to protect yourself. And as he works his way up this tower to go kill the Elizabeth Bathory ghost, she decides to take the rose that can save her life (laughs) and do the, he loves me. He loves me. Not pedal rip off the fucking thing that could save you. You stupid dummy. <laughs> That's true. I was so furious with her. I was like, you know this works. And you're just like, screw it. I'll take this gun, but I'll throw all the bullets away. You're like, what are you doing? Is it the pedals that give it power? Well, the pedals the fall to the ground and then dissipate. They like they show them kind of burn into oh, ash. Oh, that's or true. They do show that. So the pedals. So really, all you need are you rose pedals. Th- well, maybe I don't know if they work separately or not. Maybe and how long gun bullet situation? <laughs> how long does throw. without the stem <laughs> the pedals are useless? How long does each rose give you before oh. she starts coming back? Because it doesn't seem to work all that great now. Maybe it's di- twenty-two seconds. Showing up every ten seconds now. It's diminishing. The more you use it, the less effective it is. Mm. So just like cocaine. Ooh, <laughs> I, then they miss an opportunity for when Hutch leaves for Abigail to go stay alive. <laughs> Why didn't they do that? I don't know. That would have made more sense. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because they didn't hire me. Anyway. So Abigail. I think he says it to her, doesn't he? He's like, stay alive. And he's like, I want you to stay alive. And she's like, I know. Oh, does he? Yeah. All there's right, a, there's there a line go. where someone says it and someone's like, no, I know. Like, it's like they, they acknowledge it. Tremendous work writers. In that case, two thumbs up. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to make his way up the tower because it's the boss fight and you have to go up the tower, evidently. And Abigail gets caught because she, I love me, I love me not. <laughs> And so dumb. She gets strung up by her legs. And now what ghost woman is now walking around slowly. And there was one weird scene where all of a sudden the ghost was naked. Yep. What the fuck was that? It was like shot in the dress, shot in the dress, back to Hutch, shot in the dress, back to Hutch, naked. (laughs) It was like, what? Bathed in the blood. Maybe Abigail's a virgin. Oh, perhaps that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because she's a young, beautiful woman and she wants to, because the thing about Bathory is like, she like supposedly, according to like the fucking mythos is like, she's super vain and she couldn't stand getting old. That's why she didn't like the mirrors and yada, yada, yada. And so she would bathe in the blood of virgins to stay young. Now, to be fair, obviously that shit worked because when he opens up that 
casket or that like you know box or yeah. whatever she's in corpse box that corpse is immaculate how's it about sarcophagus i like corpse box <laughs> like great skin on that corpse yeah that's she true you she know, skin on the corpse period like let's not yeah. talk about great skin Ooh. just skin on the corpse that's, yeah and uh great hair i mean yeah she's still got it going on as a dead person and um not to get into like necromantic territory yeah. here no her and stacy's mom Ain't got it going on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, John. So Hutch is going to take his sweet fucking time putting the nails in the corpse. He's yeah, like, make sure you do it right. Could you go any slower, my man? She's already dead. What are you worried about? Yeah. But nope. So he's <laughs> just barely tappa tappa tappa. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry. Uh, and then yeah, he nails her hands and then her forehead, and then that's when the ghost lady gets annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> this is taking too she's long. Annoyed. She's like, oh, wait a minute, and she leaves her fucking her her meal yeah. or whatever Abigail is and she goes to her, her body her beauty treatment yeah so, oh, I was just about to get in the bath too and Hutch is like on the ground doing something with his back turned to the corpse well, I think he's trying to get gas right to set her on fire oh is that what he, okay yeah. you're right yeah. okay yeah and then she like pushes the nails out of her head and her and it goes ting ting which I thought was cool yeah that I was did a really like cool that. effect and then Hutch goes oh no oh shit here we go again so then when she wakes up he hears her and he has the like the cover of an Alienware computer, the lid. What's, it's, the, a, it's a laptop, but it's got the reflective chrome top. Is it the whole laptop? Yeah, yeah. it's the oh, whole laptop. Okay. So he's got a whole laptop. Me, my dumbass, thought he just had the screen <laughs> for some reason. So he has a whole laptop, and we see a flashback, and he goes, she hates looking in mirrors. And we're like, oh shit, that's right. So he grabs because it. Because Phineas is like, I think I found on the back of this, it's polished silver, so she can't break it. Yeah. So dun, dun, dun. And that all comes back. He shows her the her reflection, and she starts screaming, and her mouth starts. She looks fabulous. I know. Really she's good. like 500 years old and she looks great. She's so pissed. And which I think is probably the best effect in the movie. Yeah. Is this woman's mouth elongates and it's very scary. Very like good. Down to breast level. It's like pretty low. Which, you know what though? I get it. That's what happens when I look in the mirror too. <laughs> <laughs> I also burst in the flames. There are no mirrors in my house for that very reason. Turn them all around. Uh, and so then during all this time, he, well, she's like screaming. Uh, he sets the room on fire. Well, I guess he's trying to set her on fire. The room ignites. Everything's on fire. Now, shout out to this dude and his poor trauma of being a child and watching his parents burn alive and shit like that. But he just reverts back into like slink against the wall like mode. And he's just like, all right, I guess I'm trapped in this room. Flashing back PTSD from it. And then Abigail kicks open the door with Swink. No. Swink kicks open the door. Holding okay. a rose bush. Fuck yes. Yeah. <laughs> At first I didn't know what it was. And I was like, does he have a broom? Dude, that's super <laughs> Swink, man. Revealing that he never died. And and then yeah, Abigail. They make a human chain, and to that's pull what it pieced together with me that he fell in the rose bushes, and I thought he got to come back to life because of it. But I guess he was just never dead. I've never seen this many roses handed out, except for on The Bachelor. I felt mm. like I was watching The Bachelor. How long have you been waiting to say that one this whole time? Mark? Whole thing. Yeah, okay, it was good timing on your part. Then that was aces. All right. So so they save him. And the the lady. Well, they make him jump to the fire. He has to jump through the flames to get to them. Which oh, that's true. May, means he overcomes. They're like, "You got to come on." He's like, "I can't do it. I'm too afraid." And it's like, "You got to do it. You jump." And then he does it. He runs to the fire, and they run out. And does the place blow up like the Death Star? I Definitely. Can't yeah, just huge explosion. I don't remember actually either. But I like in my mind, I'm gonna picture an explosion. <laughs> it <laughs> poltergeists in on itself. So we cut back to the goddamn GameStop or whatever it's supposed to be. And you see like homeboy. He's like walking up with a, a physical release copy of stay alive for the PS2. He puts it in the game system, turns it on, loads up the screen and it's there. You're like, oh, my God. And then you pan up from where he puts the, the case down and there's a bunch of game informer 
magazines, which was GameStop's like built-in propaganda magazine. And on the cover, it all says stay alive. So it's the hottest thing out there. Yeah, but like how dun is- dun dun end of movie game informer bringing us the preview mm. with who who made this fucking game there would be some sort of interview with the game yeah. publisher I don't think you know much about game informer because there's a lot of bullshit articles that didn't have any read the article was- Mark uh, well look wouldn't everybody at game informer be dead yes because they played the fucking game well, the- stay alive's turn ons are men with beards <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with this ending this they, it was a whole box of these games everybody's gonna oh, die so- question quick question I'm sorry, quick question, because as the game's playing on the screen, we see that it's the hottest thing, but it pans up from the magazines and you see Bathory in the tower, but they technically killed her. So is this just a digital Bathory? Is it just a game now or is it actually still the curse? I would like to say that that could be true, but the movie definitely wants you to think that the witch is still around to kill mm-hmm. everybody afterwards. So let's so just killing say her did nothing then. Apparently not. But let's just say conservatively that this game sells 500,000 copies. Okay. Yeah. Are we to assume then that old witch Bathory can be at multiple places at once because we know people are going to be dying at the same time across the globe yes. playing this game? Well, she's killing all these kids. Man, sh- imagine how sexy she's going to be. Oh, that's true. <laughs> she's I mean, think turn about to, it. <laughs> is there an age limit? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she keeps floor. going. Yeah. You know? Oh, she know. just becomes like a little baby. She's like, I can't <laughs> kill It's a anybody. Benjamin Button situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It Logistically... Obviously, it's a movie, but this just was like, this doesn't make any sense. It could have I, just ended without that scene. You, They had to know. Horror they movies love those like, you know, ambiguous, like, ah, kind of endings. Well, doesn't it start reading the poem itself, which seems like cheating anyway, so. It's on demo mode. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> right. Well, as of August 2022, the filmmaker says he's still trying to get a sequel made this many years later. <laughs> still alive. I think at this point, you'd rather just do a remake, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe clean it up a little bit and make something new. I you don't know, know. It could be like a VR situation now, and that would actually make more sense. No, because so. you know they're going to fucking talk to Meta, and then they're going to be like Facebook branded, and there's going to be nothing but like Facebook propaganda, and they're like, isn't Zuckerberg a genius for letting us do this? Do you know how weirdly creepy it would be if the horror movie was with all those little Meta like uh, avatars? Because they're all like so I already creepy. I was like the Mies, like from like the Wii, yes. those little weird little like goblin headed fucks. Oh, uh, that would be awesome. Well, a couple of reviews off a of letterbox. I have one here that I wanted to read that says this movie is like sitting in the clockwork orange re-education chair as it flashes an hour and a half of 2006's track jacket ass aesthetic at you. Ooh, track jacket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another person says, I cherish this film. One of my favorite theater memories is going to see this as a double feature with Slither. And I was like, that's the better Ooh, one. Oh, yeah. A perfect day, she says. Is that you, Kendra? Both great movies for fun, like campy horror. I remember the theater erupted when Frankie Muniz came back, and it's honestly something I'll never forget. Anyway, I miss this era of horror and will defend it until I die. You know, I believe that the theater erupted when Frankie Muniz came in, because that was a good a good heroic scene. I buy that. It, last, it shocked me. I didn't expect it. I thought he was dead. Same. Yeah. I saw all the roses like, game, a movie, are you just going to ignore all of your rules now? Yes. But that, they didn't. So at least there was that. Agreed. But I was like, I, would not, I was like, yes, this movie would ignore all of its rules. So it didn't, didn't <laughs> it got me. I was like, oh shit. All right. Way to go. Muniz, money Muniz coming in. Uh, With the exception of like some of the time type things where like, you know, just that what was popular and cool at the time, especially those characters. That was peak South Park time. You know, like, let's be honest, like this is a really competently well-made movie. I mean, there's some like technical stuff that definitely could use some cleanup and the, the script definitely had some holes that needed maybe a little more dress. But overall, it was fun. It was paced well. Like the scares were pretty decent. 
I'm going to say this is probably an incompetently made film, <laughs> but it was made. <laughs> uh, um, you didn't watch the special features, the behind the scenes? No, it didn't come. Because mine copy didn't come with any no. either. Uh, if you're trying to decide, listener, if you want to watch the uncut version or the theatrical version, uh, this person who's seen both, but they claim that the uh, uncut director's cut adds a bunch of useless, pointless scenes. Like, for instance, there's a scene where Abigail's taking a shit and Hutch shows up and realizes there's no toilet paper and he just opens the door to talk to her and, like, embarrasses her for a little bit. And then, like, they kind of have a little conversation with the door open. Because poop is funny, you know. Um, also, it just seems like the uncut version's way more horny and gross. Oh, in, that's what this movie needed. aspects, you know what I mean? So this person says... That's not like gamers to be horny and gross. <laughs> so this person says, stick with the theater cut. I didn't see them both, so I can't say. You know what they're missing in this movie now that I think about it? I didn't see one single balls. You know, remember that drink that came in the blue container? The caffeinated water? Yes. Gamers in 2006, guzzling balls. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that one on the podcast, John? Uh, three minutes or so. I okay. came up with it while I was listening to I, Poop Talk. I don't remember that drink. Oh, it was huge. No, yeah. it, was, it was the gamer fuel. It was like, it was before G Fuel was a thing and yeah. it was after Jolt was no longer popular. I thought it was always Mountain Dew and Code Red. Those were the gamer drinks with Doritos. But nah, what do I know? I bet if you saw the bottle, you'd think, Yeah, oh. you'd know it. So this was a budget of 20 million bucks and brought in 27 at the box office. Oh, that's not great. So it wasn't a particular success. Well, I think this movie is a lot more fun to talk about than to watch. I agree with that. So in that, I hey, would say... I'm going to disagree. You, you'd rather watch it than talk about it? I'd rather do both. Well, you can't. You can only do one. <laughs> well, I owned it. I watched it. And I'm talking about it. One could argue I can do both. All right. Well, Garrett can tell you in his opinion, instead of interrupting me, I would not recommend watching this movie, but it was fun to talk about. So, Kendra, thank you for your recommendation. What's your starts? One and a half. Ooh. One and a half? Mm -hmm. Good God, man. Out of what, five or four? I always forget what we do. Five. five. Yes. All right. I agree with Mark mostly. I don't think it's quite as bad as he's saying, but definitely not as good as Garrett's going to tell you. So I'm going to say two and a half out of five. Two out of five. Two out of five. Oh, lost that half a star there yeah, real quick. Two out of five. You know, it's, it is... There's just nothing there, and it's not even that scary. And it's very, like, jump scary... Uh, nah, two out of five. Yes, thank you for recommending it. Yeah, you know, who wants jump scares in a horror movie? Well, all right, when it's the only scare, there there's a lot of potential in this movie. I think it was handcuffed. It was consistent, though. We had that lady scream every single time <laughs> there was one. <laughs> and it wasn't scary the first time. <laughs> I think it was probably handcuffed by maybe like having Frankie Muniz or something. Like, I don't know why it couldn't be gorier. But uh, it's I just guarantee not for me. you, it was probably at the time horror movies were not allowed to be super fucking like hardcore. We just like this person said they had a double matinee with Slither. Slither's yeah. like three hundred times better than this movie. Uh, I'd say it's definitely better, but I wouldn't say three hundred. I mean, say maybe one hundred seventy-five percent better. <laughs> okay, one hundred eighty-five percent better. Saw that's, that's still one hundred twenty-five percent less than what you said. <laughs> okay. What we turned to a math cast? Yes. Yeah. Hey, look, I've, I've been doing the math this whole podcast ever since the two plus three. The saw came out in two thousand four, so they could have done more in two thousand. It wasn't super common though, but yes. Um, oh, I and plus with, Frankie, with yeah. Frankie Muniz though, they were trying to hit that teen girl crowd. You that's, know, they were trying to do it. I think that's what you oh. were going for, John, when you 
said they were hanging. Well, that makes by sense. It. I'm not a teen girl. Yeah, I I'm think not the demographic. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Kendra was at the time of this movie coming out. Maybe Kendra, did you have a thing for Frankie Muniz? You can let us know. Yeah, in who fact, didn't? all of our listeners, male or female, let us know. Did you have a thing for Frankie Muniz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's what I think. I think this is like a good introductory horror movie, like something to show someone who maybe not really into horror and or is like doesn't know. They're like, oh, I'm afraid that I'll be afraid or whatever. Entry horror. Yeah, this is like a good way to sort of get your toe in the in the water, like a black phone. Yeah, probably worse. But, but black phone was made well made. Yeah. yeah. So I, I yeah, I'm gonna go with two out of five. Okay, I'm gonna put it at two point five. I'm gonna give it that half a star. It is definitely not worth a three. It is definitely not worth a four. But I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought of the time, it, it really delivered. I forgot about some of these character tropes. If you go back and watch Hatchet, you see some of the same character tropes and characters, and you're just like, oh, Jesus. Like, you, you remember what people were like in certain aspects, and it's kind of fun to take a trip down memory lane. And I enjoyed the campy, bad game takes on it because, again, you know, like, I don't want something that's super based in reality for a video game thing. You know, video games can be kind of boring if you're just watching them. So... I enjoyed the the fact that it was written by people who didn't really fully understand it, thought that they knew what they were doing. But overall, I think everyone did well. Enjoyable film. Thank you, Kendra. And I'm not being sarcastic like Mark was. I wasn't either. Uh, no, I do appreciate people give us recommendations. I mean, yeah, we're not going to like all of them, but it's a good way to expand outside of movies we know about. Was this so. as good as Bone Tomahawk? Another fan? Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely watch Bone Tomahawk. That was a loaded question. I was definitely setting you guys up. All right. Well, listeners, have you seen stay alive let you us said bone tomahawk didn't you i was thinking about it <laughs> let us know on our social media we have an instagram a twitter a facebook we've got a website thegravetalk.com is our website yes mm-hmm. updated weekly with our well updated every other week with our episodes but sometimes other shit too so fun stuff next movie we got coming up evil dead rise Woohoo! the new evil dead flick coming out okay well listeners get evil dead rise watched and we'll see you next time thanks for joining us yeah.